Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing the NRL tour. And here we are, Boxhead. We've hit our first sort of milestone for the season. 12 rounds down, first Origin team selected, and uh, the first of the major buy rounds ahead. Mm. It's a fine buy, hasn't it? Certainly has. Good start to the season, though. With that, let's kick things off. Thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet, do it with a true blue bookie. Download the app today. Visit the website. Uh, Our charity account, $684.57. Let's hopefully add to it. This week and over the origin period, that would be nice. And we'll kick things off with plenty to talk about with those origin teams at the halfway point with Sinclair Hyundai, set of six. Let's get things moving with Sinclair Hyundai. Thanks to Toby and the team. Corner of York Road and Bat Street, Penrith. SinclairHyundai.com.au 47600603. Or get onto their Facebook and Instagram. Let them help you out uh, to get moving. Tackle one. The New South Wales team. Uh, a lot of mixed responses from some people, but in the end, I don't think there was too many surprises. Tom doing what he did yesterday, I'm sure the whole way along, they were just waiting for something to give them a reason to stick with him. Um, he certainly gave them that reason. There was talk the whole way along that Addo Carr was going to be back in the mix um, in, you know, on that wing rather than picking a Crichton or pushing a Campbell Graham there. Luai Cleary stayed... It was reported Cook was in over Coruscant, but no surprise they've gone with Coruscant on his form, particularly the last few weeks, and he's linked with the Penrith boys in 6, 7, and 13. Uh, yeah, I, the spine's a no-brainer. I, I would have had Coruscant, <clears throat> Cleary. I, the Ford pack is I've rare. said the whole way along, I, I, I wouldn't have picked Hines if you're going to pick him as 14. Yeah. I just I don't see the point in that. I think, you know, we've copied Queensland forever. You know, I think... There's been some times there where we've had a legitimate 14, like Craig Wing was a legitimate 14. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't love it. I, don't I, love it. I, I mean, if they pick Cook there, I'd probably like that more than picking Hines there because then at least I can see an avenue where he gets onto the field and I see the reason behind it. Yeah. Hines, like if we're going to put him at nine, they can say what they want. He can play nine offensively. I'm just not sure how he's going to go defensively. Mm. I think I'd be more inclined to push Nick up, sorry, in, but I don't really... Well, no, you're not doing that. That's yeah, that, that's my point, though. But the You'd other probably one... have to play Murray there, but then where do you play Hines? Like, yeah. you put Hines on at 13. This was the other one. Other you know, people... If you put him, put him on at 13, then where do you move Yo? Do you play Hines with Yo as a front rower and play two sort of middle service players? I I don't know. I think it, sometimes you can have too many weapons on the field, and Yo plays that link. I think Murray would be there just to be a runner. With Appy, 
You don't want Murray doing what he does at club now. You want I understand to get that. I'm just saying did. that yeah. this is how you cover those positions. I don't. I just don't understand the selection. The argument I didn't get is a lot of people... I would have played him at six. Yeah. And I'll, I wouldn't have had Luai. But I'm I'm okay with it. Well, like, I'm sure Nathan would have had some input into the spine. Well, that's what I think anyway. Yeah, I he shouldn't. That's no. a rep team. I, I, combinations, I think... They're not overrated, but I think they're, they're a little bit overstated. I think Hines is a far better player than Luai. That's my opinion. Well, I guess could they play together though? Because Hines at the Sharks is so dominant and he gets on around both sides of the fields, wants to touch the football. Of course they can. So they've obviously gone with the Penner set up. Um, the other one, I guess... I'll Hines... tell you the one, the one that I sort of looked at was Tedesco. Like, Is Tedesco injured? No, I think he's just playing bad football like <laughs> most playing. of his teammates are. Yeah, I know that. I just don't. I just I'll, don't feel I'll, like he's impactful. I'll say as one impactful. thing. Though. I don't feel like he's as fast. Yeah. I don't feel like he's having as much impact on the game. Like I love him. He's he looks. My... He looks human this year. Is probably I've been saying to a few people the last few mm. weeks that are mates that love footy. But, but then when I watch both Latrell and um, Dylan Edwards, I think at the moment their streaks ahead of where yeah. Tedesco's at. The only thing I will. I'm not s- suggesting that we drop Tedesco because he was. Man of the match, I think, in two. He should have won Man of the Series. Did he win Man of the Series last year? No, he didn't. He should have won Man of the Series last year. And I firmly believe he was our best player in last year's well, series. I think he won, won the Brad Fittler medal, I think. He's the only one for me that I look at with his service and what he's done. And we always talk about loyalty, incumbency, you know, form. He's the only one I could sort of look at from the last five, six years and say he's been, if not our best player, our second best player in every series, and if anyone deserves a chance to hold on to their jersey, it's Tedesco. Agreed. And he's probably the only yeah, one agreed. I'd give that credence to when anyone's brought up exactly that. Because I, I'm if, not bringing it up, but what I'm saying is, if we get beat in game one, mate, if we lose this series, and he does not play and he doesn't well. Play well. Next year, his jersey's up for grabs. Simple. Hmm. That's exactly what I said to someone else again. Talked about the other day. I was like, he's not playing that good. Would you drop him? I'd pick Dylan Edwards. I'm like, he's the only New South Welshman I could look at. Hand on heart, and so he's been our best, if not second best, or right there for the last five or six years in a row. So, if anyone deserves a chance to hold their jersey, it's James Tedesco. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that for many other people. Queensland had that right when they won eight in a row, and rightfully so. But he's about the only blue I'd look at and give that sort of leeway to. Yeah, because let's face it, if we lose three nil or two one, and he plays average, Freddie gets fired, and he's no longer probably the captain. We move in a new direction. It probably comes to the point where Nathan takes over or a Murray, or a Yo, whoever it is who's going to have more time left in the jersey, and that jersey will be up for grabs next year, whether Latrell pushes into fullback to allow Campbell Graham to get in, or if Turbo ever you know stays healthy and gets back to the sort of form he shows, and that allows him in, etc. Like it, it probably moves to that point where he's maybe out of the frame. Mm-hmm. Or Edwards, again, off his form, they leave those two guys in the centres, and Edwards opens up for him to come into that jersey. But there's certainly a lot of competition for it. You look at the way Kennedy's played this year, I know... People talk about the form of fullbacks, but you talk about New South Wales fullbacks. I think he's been right up there as well. Different style of player to Edwards, obviously, and the other options we've got, but we certainly got lots of fullbacks. Um, yeah, and fullbacks in good form. The other one that got me, some people are like, I would have picked Burton instead of Hines. Well, I look at him in very similar fashion. Like, Off the bench, I agree with that. Yeah, I would have picked, Burton, I would've picked Burton. Burton's not a better option than the halves, and he's a better option at centre. I think that... Hines is a better half than Burton. And then at fullback, when people say, could you play fullback? Hines has also played more fullback. You could put Burton on in the middle of the field. Yeah. Defensively, he'd be better. I, I would have picked Burton ahead of Hines. That's my only point. As, as a one or a half, though, I'd rather have Hines. But I probably wouldn't have picked someone well, for pick that reason. pick him at one or half. Yeah. Well, that's the point. So for Burton, I feel the same point, though. Um, yeah, see, I disagree. I think Burton could handle the middle of the field. In terms of the pack, 
Haas, no surprise. I'm not surprised by Hudson with the form. Paulo, Murray, I'm glad he's at the bench. I hope he stays there as a middle. Martin, the way I'm looking at it, I think they'll roll him into Frizzell's spot and steal an interchange by rolling Frizzell into the middle for Haas probably when he goes off at 25-30. Pengai is the big one that everyone's sort of looking at, shaking their head, but I guess you look at our front row options and we're short of middles right now. So he's clearly gone with someone who we know has got a hell of a lot of potential and ability, and we've seen flashes of it. Can he deliver it in one sort of 15, 20-minute burst or two 15-minute bursts? Because realistically, Haas and Paulo can play 60-plus minutes. Paulo just played 72 minutes again on the weekend. Haas can play a whole game if you need him to. In this arena, that's not going to be the case. But I think with what the way he's picked, he's allowed himself... I, I, I can't justify that selection. I, well, I wouldn't have picked Safidi or... I would have Some people talked to Manu. People talked about Clemmer. I'm, I'm sorry. Big Stefano. For, for, in the squad. Well, at least he's got leg speed. Mm. For as much as Clemmer's numbers say, mm. Clemmer doesn't have an impact. I want to pick Clemmer. No. Nah. And again... I, I, I never mentioned Clemmer. No, I'm saying... I'm saying I, I don't think Pengar Jr.'s... People were throwing Ernie's, up other Ernie's middle options. That's position. the one that come up on form. I was like, well, I, I, his numbers are great, but he's And just, I hate the word gamble. Like, a, oh, we're just we're going to put him in there and gamble. Well... Well, if Pango, How about you go with a known commodity and someone that's actually earned their spot? Pango won't play more than 30 minutes. There's no way. Um, but there's versatility there to play different guys as middles or edges. I don't mind Frizzell coming back into the fold. He's always been good. Another one for a long time there when he played for the Blues. Mm. I sort of like him in that middle role if he rolls into there. Uh, I'm just hoping we don't see a late swap with Murray going into the edge for, say, him to come on the bench or a Hudson Young. If you're going to use Hudson and you're going to use Pangai with this type of players, are, you can't sit him on the bench. Mm. You've got to let him get in there when shit's the most crazy from the word go. Uh, I think this, like we said from the start, would have been a lot easier if there was the availability of guys like Regan Campbell, Gillard and Kalal Matungi. That would have probably made the bench and the starting side and everything seem a little bit more stable. But I think Hudson has earned his spot and will be probably a long-termer. Frizzell, I don't mind, like I said, for the ability to roll into the middle. Steal an interchange if they see fit that way. Um, Murray hopefully gets to play in the middle in tandem with Yo just giving us more leg speed and playing small ball. And Martin again, you can either roll him into the edge or the middle. I like when he just bulldogs it to the middle, to be honest. Him coming back for Penrith and watch him again on the weekend when he plays in the middle. Just better when he gets to rough people up. Um, yeah, the only one big one, I guess, is Hines. So uh, outside of that, Campbell Graham, fairly unlucky, but. With what Latrell and Turbo have done for us before in the centres, I don't think that's a surprise. They probably could have put him on the wing if they wanted to for Fox, but they've gone with Fox. Yeah. Um, Toto's no surprise on his side of the field. When you're looking at other guys, you know, that aren't there, Ola Kawadu was sort of in the frame, but I guess his form last few weeks and the way they're going, they've opted against that. Crichton, Burton, all these sort of guys in different spots would have been in the mix, but, you know, you're not surprised by that anyway. And in terms of unavailability, like I said, Kalamatungi, Regan Campbell guard off injuries. I don't know if he would have looked at Maddo if he didn't get hurt on the weekend. Like he sort of dropped him like a bad habit after 10 minutes last year. So I don't know if he would have gone there. He definitely would have gone with Jake, I guess, if he didn't get hurt. He would have gone with Jake. And the other one that had a lot of steam around it was he was going to pick Lenyu as that bench forward instead of a Pungai Jr. if he was available. But he obviously had the ruptured testicle. So yeah, that's a double blow, literally, and a kick in the nuts if you want to have a play on words for poor old Spencer. But that's tackle one. Uh, I, I guess we see how this plays out with Pungai on that, but I, I, no one else really surprised me. The Frizzell thing I could sort of see just as a middle edge option off the bench, but they've decided to bring him back in for a start. But it's probably the first year in a long time I sort of looked, and usually we look at our middles and our edges and we're pretty loaded. 
with a few injuries in form this year, it was a little bit harder. It was, yeah. It, was, it seemed like a more even selection process, that's for sure, yeah. Mm. Uh, Queensland. Billy certainly went with form this time around. Didn't spare that. And a couple of guys on incumbency, if their form wasn't good enough, they're out. Was Felice going to be part of it? We won't know now because he took his head off and put a pumpkin on. I think pump, he definitely was going to be a pumpkin on when he smashed Welch in the face to start with. That was pretty stupid. Yeah. So he's got a three-game suspension. Uh, Nenai has obviously been suspended, not playing well. So would he have had a bench role? Don't know. Not with form. But he's gone with one debutant only in Walsh at fullback. And again, they talk about picking and sticking. I don't blame them for that decision that they've made because form-wise, he's certainly up for it. And then when you see Pong cop another knock on the weekend, I think that probably would have solidified for them that despite the game the week before, that that's too much of a risk. Yeah. So there was a lot of talk about that. The Gagai thing, the way he's been defending, he's been ordinary. He's been really good with the ball. I'm surprised they didn't give him a chance to push to that wing, but they've gone with the club combination. So Tulagi obviously played last year, went away with Australia, plays with Val home. So I guess that's given him the nod on the left. But I think that's still open for Gagai if Tulagi has a bad game to yeah. go on the wing. But there's no way they'll pick him at centre. He missed seven tackles again on the weekend. He's missed 30-something this year. He's averaging four misses a game. Tracy turned him inside out. A couple of blokes have put the work on him. In the past, Latrell's certainly given him the screws um, in origin. Yeah, Hamiso's got that job. Um, I guess people talking about that side of things, like could he defend there? Well, he couldn't do any worse than what Gagai's been doing right now, Yeah, which is why they've gone somewhat different. He's played centre wing, fullback. It is a very tough matchup, but he's young. He's quick, I guess, from that side of things. He's got room to recover. I guess it's just if he gets isolated one-on-one close to the goal line, has he got the strength to handle the trail? But in terms of matching him pace-wise or speed or grass behind him, able to get help, Hammer's certainly got the toe. But that's probably the only position they're a bit lighter, really, centre. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Holmes form this year, indifferent, but again, they're always going to go there. For Fee to start, I think what you just said then, probably I reckon he might have been off the bench and they might have done what we talked about the other week, start Gilbert and maybe roll him in and steal a change similar by pushing him into the middle. But with fully suspended, I don't know, I reckon Gilbert truly deserves to be there just like Fafita does. And Kate Wells, the other guy. Kate Wells missed 48 tackles. He's been playing awful for Brisbane in a side that's been going pretty well. He missed nine again on the weekend. Like incumbency and form sort of come hand in hand at some point. Yeah. You probably lose maybe a little bit of versatility with him that you've got cover for the outside backs if he's in your team. But, um, you know, they obviously think they can cover that another way if they need to. Fafita's certainly quick enough to go to centre. You don't want to put him there. But if you had to go there. Or a Gilbert. Oh, could easy, he, Fafita could easily play centre. That's probably the only difference with, you know, not having someone like him in the team. Um, in terms of the middles, like Welch being the 19th, I'm not surprised. Moiaki or Horsburgh, a lot of people thought he'd be in the mix. He's not in the squad. He's gone with Flegler. Collins got to keep his spot. And then a bench that's very small and mobile. You've got Cotter, who obviously proved last year that he's certainly made for this arena. Um, Arrow, who can cover middle or edge. And I guess the other option there, if you needed someone to go on the edge and make a dent, Tino can play on the edge if you needed to. But their, their bench, plus Harry, we know what they're going to do with Hunt. Mm. One change there, and Hunt's basically there if they need half cover, a bit more creativity at 13 or to come back on at nine. Yeah, I didn't have an issue with their team. I really like their team, to be yeah. honest. So do I. I, I think yeah. the only only one that I, like again, I thought Papa would have done what they did last year, start in the middle and then roll Gilbert in, but then he retired. So um, out, out of anyone's form, the only one I thought was playing really, really well 
who wasn't looked at was Horsburgh. Yeah. But clearly, I, I guess, looking at what he's got there, it's a pretty disciplined lineup, you'd say. Yeah. The only one I think is a bit of a loose cannon, and especially the last few weeks, is a flagler in terms of getting a bit loose at times. Yeah. But obviously, he thinks he's that's more just a confrontational style of thing rather than a Horsburgh who can get caught up in some games and get a little bit over-emotional. So maybe he doesn't want that in his team. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I think form-wise, all, all the kind of decisions they made or who got left out was warranted. Ponga has moved back to fullback this week. He hasn't been playing well. He's had multiple head knocks. Gagai on a wing might happen if Tulagi doesn't play well. Catewell hasn't been playing that well. And probably the best thing for them is guys like Horsburgh kicking down the door or Moiaki, or even if they got loose in the back row. I think Sula has been pretty good yeah. this year when he's healthy. They've got guys there waiting. Hopgood got benched after starting really well. has been better. The opportunities had a lot. I think he's probably moved down a few pegs in those options. And probably the Ruffy, I guess, if they need an OB, who I think's played pretty well, is uh, Philip Semi. Oates would have been in the mix too, I think, if he didn't get hurt. Oh, yeah. Um, he was playing really well, so... I guess for them after game one, they've got plenty in form. I think for New South Wales, there's only sort of a handful of guys. Like Graham's obviously natural if you lose an OB and you need someone straight away. Or a Crichton, but they've certainly got a lot well, more. Yeah, Graham's next man up, provided he's healthy. Mm, they've got a lot more going in their forward options if they need to make a change than we do at this point in time. Yeah. So I really like their lineup. You happy with Walsh going to 1-2 with what he's been doing? Am I happy with Bruce Walsh? Yeah. I, he's been the form player in the comp. I I have no issue with what Billy Slater's done. Mm. You can talk about loyalty all you want, but you, you're loyal to form to a degree. And the guys he's dropped, I, I can't really make an argument against the play that's come in for them. So you'd think Flegler and Collins probably only play 20s. So Tino, Arrow straight into the middle. And then maybe he gives Cotter a power stint for Carrigan. Carrigan will probably play 60. Yeah. So his bench is pretty simple in that regard. And we know the Hunt and Harry theory. Let Hunt start there when it's a bit more yeah. dirty, gritty and grinding. He's obviously... It's the thing, right? Like Their utility is perfect. Yeah. because He's a perfect utility. And like they used to do with we Morgan. We just pick though, one for the sake of it. He's good enough to put on the field and third anything into and bring a bit more creativity. Yeah. And he also brings a kick from dummy half that early stage that Harry doesn't when you might need to get out of trouble once or twice. And, uh, I think it's shaping up real nicely. Uh, the other one, I guess, an interesting point while we're just talking about, Campbell Graham, a lot of people were saying it was interesting how he pulled out, but I don't think it is. If they picked him as an 18th and they've basically said he's no chance of playing and he hasn't been able to train for South, they've got a game. Um, he's not on a bye and they have Stephen Crichton who is on a bye, so let him go. Yeah, He may not play, he may play, but I don't think that's anyone else's worry. That's up to South and Campbell Graham. But I don't think it should count against him. Similar for Queensland, I saw that did and got named... Is 18th, so I guess he's probably a little bit more important in that they may be considering that he plays a role if he, he was available. If I'm Todd Payton and he's no chance of playing, I'd really want him to play this weekend. Because for them, looking at it, I thought maybe Holmes was going to be in and Cotter was a maybe. Oh, sorry, yeah, Cotter. But in the end, it's ended up being four players now because Torlagi's gone in, he's your 19th, and Cotter got picked. So they've gone from maybe having one or two to suddenly four players in. Yeah. Um, then it's crunch time of year, you know. Whereas, like, even today, New South Wales, you took him on, who's obviously on the bye this week, and Braley got caught into the squad at hooker because he's been playing well. He's on the bye as well. That doesn't affect the club. Mm. So, uh, and Welch is 19th for Queensland, similar deal. Club's on the bye, doesn't affect them. So, 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. But out of those two teams right now, game one in Adelaide, I think it's vitally important New South Wales win this one. Well, it's a neutral game. Because if they go to Queensland game two, I think it's series over. Yeah. So it's a must win. Mm. Out of those two lineups, who do you think will win if you had to pick right now? Queensland. I do too, unfortunately. That's what scares me. Yeah. This is why. I don't have faith um, in, in the Blues, just selections and coaching at the moment. I'll I'll get it back, no doubt. But yeah, last year just left me scratching my head. Mm. And I feel like we're just... I, I hate the word gamble. I feel like we're... Yeah, just searching for, for an answer. Whereas I think Queensland are pretty clear on... Just particularly in key positions. I think they're... You know, they're more in form... Uh, I don't really care about combinations. Far more settled. The utility spot, you know, is really impactful for them. Yeah, that, that's just my opinion. And I'm, you know, we're, I'm obviously cheering for the Blues, but... Oh, so am I, and I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'd love to be wrong. But even, like I said, even with the edges, like, I think, you know, Gilbert... Just Hines, I look at and go, don't know how he gets on the field. Pango Jr., I'm like, yeah. Frizzell, I... To me, he's past it. I like him in the middle, not playing 80 on the edge. But, I don't know. Again. Liam Martin, has he played enough footy? Hmm. Cleary and Luai haven't really set the world on fire. I guess you can take that on three players. Tedesco, not playing well. Turbo's hamstring. Turbo plays his best game on the weekend, but it's the first time we've seen it. Liam Martin. There's a lot of question marks over the New South Wales side. Fox is the same now. If you're asking me if the New South Wales side all play up to their form... Can we win? Yeah. We're probably favourites. Mm. But a lot of those players there you haven't seen best form out of and you're not sure whether they're completely healthy. No. There's a handful. They're the question own. marks I have. Yeah. So based on that, I think it's very, very tight. I'm, I'm leaning Queensland and I hope I'm wrong. Mm. And again, like we said, especially with the neutral venue going to Queensland, I hope we're wrong too. Mm. Uh, but we move on. Tackle three, the ladder. At this point, it's still a bit skew-if because of the buyers, and sometimes they're going to get a second buy before some even get their first, which I find. Yeah. Well, it's the same in New South Wales Cup. We've had two buys in New buys South Wales Cup. Two, two buys, and there's teams that haven't had one. No. It's ridiculous. So as it stands right now, I think the Dragons give them Monkey away. Monkey and a could do a better, better job. job. Um, no surprise about them and the Tigers being at the bottom, but they showed some fight the other night. The Tigers also starting to show some good signs. The last six weeks, they've played well. They've jagged three. They've had a couple of close losses. Obviously, big win over Penrith, and then they absolutely destroyed the Cowboys. Mm. The Bulldogs, I don't think it's any surprise where they're at with the injuries and the squad they've had. Um, just above them is the Cowboys. I think that was a real shock on the weekend to see them get beat that bad. Mm. They got absolutely destroyed. guess the upside for them is eighth places on six wins. They're on five. So with this log jam and the way the results played out in the weekend... You know, it's like I'd be, sh- I'd be shocked if they can recover and play finals, Cowboys. Well, if if the ladder wasn't the way it was, mm. I'd be really. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that I don't think that they can make oh, it. It's not just the well. way they're playing. This is the thing, though. One week you see a game like the Roosters one, you're like that was gritty, and then or they get another good result, and then they just get absolutely pumped by the Tigers. And you're like, wow, yeah. Like I don't know what to make of it. Um, the Eels, a lot of people similar deal last week. I had a lot of they're done. Put a pen to them. It's all over finished and then they come out and punch the ass in the mouth. So they're in the same boat, five and seven. But with the run they've got coming up with their halves being there, I think mid-season to pick up off a Hengali in their situation, that's a cracking pickup. Yeah, it is. You don't usually get players of that quality mid-year. But 
the fact they've lost Lane, Madison, etc., RCG, if they can sort of navigate this period with their halves starting to play good footy, if those guys all come back in, they've got a hell of a middle. And the weekend was the first time they looked like power of last year. They offloaded the football a lot and they were physical. Yeah, they were. So their little run coming up might work out pretty well. Um, so they might still have a little bit of fight left in them. Newcastle, 4 and 6 at 12. Like, I look at them. I think they're just going to plot along. I don't see them as a threat for the eight. Um, what happens at the end of the year with Best and a couple of players, or sorry, O'Brien and a couple of other guys that are off. We talked about Ponga moving and they buy Miller. This week they've dropped Miller. Will Price has come up. They're going to have three fullbacks and a guy that's taken up a stack of cap who's getting carried every week playing at 5-8. Mm. So they couldn't have in a position where he moves back to one and then you've got two other guys on good money in a position they can no longer play. Yeah. Like it's poor recruitment. 100%. You've got four or five utilities. They're lacking middles. Um, and then there's talk now that Bradman Best doesn't want to be there. So he's still young. I know he hasn't played that well yet, but there'll be plenty of clubs interested if he somehow forces his way out of there. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know for them at this point in time. Roosters, they're the other one. Five and six at uh, this point in time. Victor Radley gets a three-week suspension. Brandon Smith breaks his hand. He's going to be out for seven weeks. They're already missing troops. They're hoping to get back Rhea Hargraves, Walker, and Manu as of next round, but they're sort of on shaky ground. And again, I guess the only thing you're hoping is that with a roster like that, Tupo as well missing, that if things stay as jammed as they are, they could string a couple of games together. But at the moment, it looks like it's on life support. It does. Yeah, it's, yeah because it it does. There's, yeah. there's not even anything there of the basics. I think we talked about this other week and I said it to you and you agreed vehemently, if I use that word, that they used to always talk about Roosters football, the style of football. To me, it was gritty. They always defended well. They defended their goal line and they could complete it 60% and they'd win a game. Yeah. At the moment, I have no clue what their game plan is. They're not dominant in the middle. They're not going well out of the backfield. They're not defending their goal line. There's been one or two games where I've seen little hints of what I used to think Roosters football was. But that Warriors game was the main one defensively, but that was in a fucking monsoon. Yeah. So, you know, and then attacking-wise, I don't know. I think too often they finesse the football sideways rather than kicking the front door in. Too many people, sometimes when you have too many guys that are classified as stars, like we got Cheese and now we got Radley, we want him ball playing, we got Kiri and we got Walker and we got Teddy and we got Manu. Well, fucking maybe they just need to simplify things a little bit. Radley don't pass as much. Kiri direct the team, maybe Walker play more like a six and run and pass and do what you want because that's the best part of his game. Manu, we're happy for you to you know sweep in and out when you're healthy along with Tedesco, but Tedesco is the main one. Like They probably just need to strip it back a little bit. But the biggest thing that's just not there anymore is they were, they were non-negotiable with their defense. They were relentless. And they'd defend their errors when they played risky football. That side of it's completely just fucking in thin air at this point in time. And the guys that are playing well for them are the guys that are on you know lower salaries are the ones you wouldn't expect to. Like, I think Nat Butcher's been close to their best play this year. <coughs> and he's just a straight-up toiler. Mm. Good football. I don't it's get been a toiling-like season. Though, but it's it? just looking at someone like him and a couple of the guys and his brother's been all right and... Yeah, there's, there's a lot of guys that have been disappointing for them at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, Titans, your mob, five and six, you could easily be bloody... Well, we should really. It would just drop two games. You could be one. seven wins or eight wins. You've given away three yeah. or four in horrible fashion. Yeah. And then again, the other day, it's just pretty bloody dumbfounding. And we say the same thing all the time. <clears throat> you do not struggle to attack, but defensively, when you leak, you leak. They gave up like two tries or three tries the other day from kicks, but they just didn't contest kicks. second half discipline was horrendous. Yeah. Um, 
Manly, I think that was a bit of a, again, saving win the other day. Like, quietens things down when you win. Horror injury sort of run. Very important. A lot of talk around Seabold again. Everyone got the knives out. Talk around Turbo. And then they go down to Canberra and, and that five-game winning streak. And, and appropriate timing because that hurts. They've lost DC. Turbo and now Jake's hurt. But again, with this log jam, they're, they're in a position at least at five and five. Um, and with the draw to try and rejig things and navigate this period. Yeah. But they're the ones sitting just out of the eight. Canberra, after all the knives were out again around Jack and Ricky and their form, five in a row, horrible the other day, but six and five at this point. You'd have to be happy with that, with the way things started. Still room for growth. Jack's not playing Origin. Papali's not playing Origin. Horsburgh, they looked at, thought would be in, hasn't been picked. So if anything, they should be in a position at the moment as well to hopefully continue winning games and capitalise because the only player who went in was uh, Hudson for them, wasn't it, in the end? Yeah. So... They were looking at a possibility of missing three or four. Two retired and... They've lost one. Yeah. So, good for them. The real mover again here for me, and we talk about this every year, this is usually their good period, but because of their good start, I think the Warriors are in really good shape here. They've got a week they off. Are. Of course they are, yeah. Yeah, they've got a week off at the best time. They've had a cool run with injury. They're going to get a couple of guys back. Tohu got a rest. A few of those forwards who have been playing big minutes got a rest. They get Brisbane this week, in particular, in New Zealand, minus five players. So, huge opportunity to get a win there that for them would almost be like a four-point win. Um, so, this period for them, I'm I looking at them now, I'm starting to think they should be firming for the eight. Yeah. If they don't take advantage of this period, they're kidding themselves. And they're playing good football. Uh, Dolphins at six and five, I, I think that's going to be what we... Obviously, not what we predicted, but I, I still think at the end it's going to catch up with them. I think they may just miss the eight. But they're going to be good nuisance value, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I look at games like the other night and thought... Suspension the other night, like, that's going to hurt them. Injuries yeah. and suspensions. Gilbert went in, Hammer went in, Felice got suspended. It's, it's moments like that where I'm like, well, this could cost them the next few games. Yeah. But for them this week, they get the Dragons, who were good, but Hunt goes in, Sewer's out injured, and Blake Laurie broke his hand. So that's a 50-50 game. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're in an interesting spot where maybe this period could hurt them. Uh, Melbourne at 7-4, and four, I, I don't think they've been playing that well, but I still think there's... a Room to grow. That's probably the best thing for them. That forward pack. Of course. That back row. They miss Tui and Nelson. Welch is still not playing great, but I still think there's a ceiling there. Tarek missed the whole preseason. They've been dropping him back to Brisbane the last few weeks to play 70 minutes in cup and get some form. He's apparently playing better. So I think there's at least, you know, a bit of a ceiling there still. Like Remus is off a season-long injury, getting better. I think Olam's been a little bit quiet. Warbrick's growing. Mean he's doing a job. Does Pappenhausen come back in? I don't, I don't know. But there's still a few things there that you can put a question mark on. I, I definitely don't think that's the finished product. But to have what they've had so far and go seven and four, if you bell me, I think you'd be pretty happy with that. He'd be wrapped. Um, just outside the four. Brisbane at eight and four have been great. I, I guess our biggest question mark there, and I know Reynolds has missed the last couple of games, is when it gets to the business end, the few times they've been brought into a dogfight, um, they get punched in the mouth a little bit. They don't really like it. At all. So that's your big question. At the back end, when it gets to that nitty-gritty, if they finish top four, can they get themselves to a prelim and straight into a GF and close it out? Or if they have to go the long, hard way, do they have four wars in them? And that's... We, we know they've got stars everywhere. Their back line's stacked. They've got yardage. They've got points. They've got the perfect pairing in the halves. The nine side of thing hasn't really been a factor because of what they've got. Haas, Carrigan, Flegler, Riki, Catewell, they're bent. Like, they're stacked up. But, yeah, I guess that grittier side, when a game asks for you 
to get down and dirty a little bit and get a bit more of an arm wrestle, are they willing to do that? Because mm. there's no doubt there's enough talent there. Um, but they're fourth at the moment, technically without the buy, so they should be further up. Um, Sharks at seven and four there, and I want to look at and sort of go, I think there's plenty of room for improvement there. They've underachieved, yeah. Massively. The, the way they lost that Dolphins game, the way they gave away the Warriors game, they should probably I was going to say, I think they've dropped two that they should have won. They should have been on nine and leading the comp like we talked about it in the preseason, I think. Yeah. And they're in a similar fashion. Like, this game's there. I still haven't had a game yet where they've knocked my socks off. They did it again on the weekend. They sort of just worked their way through a game or they've lit a few teams up and then backed off. Yeah. Um, this probably hurts them, I guess, depending on the draw. If Nico is in the squad not playing on a week where they don't have a buy, this week it doesn't affect them. But last year, Origin had zero effect on them. So this year, maybe one or two games might be interesting if Nico's there, but we've talked about this before. They've probably got the best depth in key positions. They've got Trindle, who's well and truly good enough to play first grade. Tracy, who can play center or fullback. Kale Eero. So they've got multiple guys for key positions if they Stone have to. Street. So well, Stone Street's a really good player too. Mm. <clears throat> uh, Souths, eight and four. They're the one who's probably been the standout, I guess, when you look at that streak they put together. The other night was disappointing. Very but, disappointing the other night. Yeah. But considering the way they started and the injuries they've had the first few weeks and a couple of ins and outs to go on that run, knock off a couple of good sides. They got one back on Penrith. They got Melbourne. They got Brisbane. They, they've certainly shown that they're willing to do the tough stuff. I know they didn't do it the other night or they f- sort of fell out of it. It was like that game went on. But they've at least put together a consistent patch there to show us that they've got what it takes this year. Yeah. I mean, again, still improvement. That's minus Kalal Matungi. Um, Burgess hasn't been playing for a few weeks to tell us, missed a lot of footy. Uh, and then you got Penrith, who, despite all that's been said, they're first at the moment the way this is pictured with the bye, but they're technically seven and four. But if you were to tell anyone, I guess, that they'd get to this after the way they started the season, the amount of guys in the World Cup, the losses they've had and the adjustment, I, I think they're just starting to work their way into things nicely. The biggest question, I guess, this time around is they don't have the depth they once had. So how do they navigate this origin period? Well, yeah, you're going to find out if you've got depth. Because mm. some of the guys that you in the past signed thinking that they're first graders, they're going to have to learn a little bit now, aren't they? So Yeah, the past few years, they've been able to easily you know, pick and choose games where they're going to not back up or plan for it. This year, I guess the way the ladder is, it's not as big an issue Yeah, because it's pretty compressed. But if, if I'm them, if they're got tough games and short turnarounds I, I think I'd just let Nathan and those guys rest so would I and yeah. I'd just back us to find our way either in the bottom end of the four or even I reckon if they were in the bottom half they, they could do it but yeah I guess Falls Cogger you know probably the halves the next few weeks do they have any temptation to move Sony into the halves and play Kenny no no um, you know Filling in those roles. We've seen a lot of those guys getting some minutes. Henry's going to have to play. Lindsay Smith's going to have to play. They're going to be a little bit lighter in the middles, that's for sure. Well, they will be. So, yeah, yeah they've got Tago to come back. Martin just come back straight in origin. So this is the biggest test, I guess, depth-wise. Yeah, out of all those ones we've talked about, not surprised about many. Like The Dolphins are probably the one who's been the biggest surprise if you're looking at that eight right now. The Warriors had that potential. Thought they might be on the fringe of the eight, but looking on the outside, the two biggest disappointments are the Cowboys and the Roosters at the moment. Big time. But again, with this log jam, they're literally one win away from and the Eels. eight. Yeah. They're all one win out of the eight, though. That's the craziness. Yeah. And the results from the weekend couldn't have been any better, I guess, for the way this competition's been going. 
all the bottom four teams won. Mm. A lot of those teams that are on streaks or they're one. Anyone in that logjam sort of won. And now we've got Bulldogs in 15th on five wins all the way up to ninth with Manly on five wins. There you go. And then everyone above them, three teams on six from eighth to seventh and the top four are all seven and eight. Like you're two wins away from going from outside the eight to first. Mm. It's crazy. It is. It just shows you how tight the comp's been this year. Mm. Uh, tackle four, again, talking about halfway point. The Dallium has now gone behind closed doors. I know this is not something we talk about, but in the rejig system, I thought it would be interesting to sort of look at it and probably for the first time in a long time, it's rewarded forwards because there's points available. So Payne Haas is the leader right now on 30 points. On oh, 30 points? Yeah. He's Ish. racked up some big points. Nathan Cleary has now jumped into second. 27, Harry Grant and Hines on 25, Walsh 24, Latrell 23. Like, there's a real origin flavor near the top there. And then it goes down to Benny Hunt, who anytime they have a good game, he gets points. Um, Cody 22, Edwards 22, Johnson 22. Turbo, even though he's been playing averages on 21. Hmm. But looking at it, the one who really stands out to me, because origin sort of dilutes it, who might be able to go on a bit of a run here, Sean Johnson's on 22. And you've got the ability to get six points a week now. Yeah. So sure. if he's left untouched and a lot of these guys aren't backing up and in origin, it's harder to get points. There's a real chance here for Johnson to go on a bit of a sneaky jab. And I think Moses is the other one on 19 if Parramatta get on a bit of a run. Yeah, interesting. But in this new format, yeah, like Karaz was leading it after the first five rounds for Christ's sake because he could rack up six points. But mm. old Payne in the Haas, it'd be awesome to see a front row win the day. Oh, it would be. Yeah. Tell you what, wouldn't hold it against him the way he's played this year. Against the elements he's added to his game with his short pass and his offload to go on top of the minutes and the work. Uh, he's been great, but I thought that was interesting the way it shaked out. Bit of a Raptor nicker, I guess. We know, you know, Kennedy and a few other guys have the ability this year to take points off him, but to miss the first four games and to only be five behind, like he's got himself in a pretty good spot. If he wasn't in origin, he'd be the other one I'd be looking at to have a big move, but this will probably slow him down a bit now because he's not going to really play. Yeah. So it's probably going to cost him two or three games there where he could have racked up potentially four, five, six points a game. So interesting how that one goes. Tackle five signings, a little bit of this year. Chanel Harris-DeVita is going to return to the Warriors after his year sabbatical. Back to the Warriors. So I've seen a lot of people going, what the hell do we do there with halves and our depth? I'm like, well, if there's one thing you should never complain about, it's halves depth. <laughs> Because we're always saying there's not enough halves to let off nine. So if you've got Johnson, who's not guaranteed to stay next year yet, you've got Metcalf, who's come back this week. They've got Volkman. They've got Tamara and Martin. And now you add Chanel harris Vita, You've got an outstanding situation. Yeah. Because you can never have enough halves. And on top of that, you've got a few guys that can play other spots. harris Vita showing he can play fullback. Yeah. I think he's someone you could honestly turn into a nine if you really wanted him to. They've obviously got Egan there, I know, but... Uh, you know, Martin just showing he can play fullback. Metcalf showing he could play fullback. Roger coming next year. Could he play one? Could he play center? They're certainly building a nice squad. Mm. So I thought that was a nice move. Um, Jacob Arthur, to me, I'm really happy for him that he's just got out of that situation. Because I just think what's been heaped on him is really unfair just because his dad's a coach. Because we said it last week. You, you watch more cut than me. You obviously you cut video right now as we're sitting here talking, but... If I went through all the team lists right now, he is a top two or three half in New South Wales Cup. I think the only other half I can think of right now playing Cup that may be better is Trindle. Well, Trindle hasn't played much Cup. You know what I mean, though? If he's not playing every week, 
There's not many better halves playing cup right now. No. Like, yeah, your Frawley comes to mind. Khaled Rajab comes to mind. And if you're going to ask me... Like, you got Falls and Cogger, like you said before. I think he's probably better. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not. No, I'm, I'm just saying, if yeah. you look around cup week to week, best sevens, he's top three. Yeah, so, I, think so, he's, I think he's probably the best number three half in the comp. Hmm. So you want to talk about depth? And you look, got Paris, obviously. He's got two young... Yeah, guys. Rep, rep quality guys. And he's dad, and it's just a lot of bullshit that you shouldn't have to deal with. Yeah. He's not a bad footballer. Yeah, and a good human. But I think good for Manly, human. this is a great signing because... He I think, was in today and trained today, so... I think he's better than Cooper Johns. That's my opinion. Um, the Schuster thing's been unstable, so this brings a solid option. Well, I guess like, whether he's better than Cooper or not, like you're, you're going to work that out pretty quick now. So this the mis- form, what they do on the field will decide that. I think it's just perfect for everybody. They need another half. They've got one. He's young. He's a big body. Um, yeah, we've been playing two young kids, flag eligible kids, Latu Fainu and Jamie Humphreys in the halves. We've used Dean Madison a little bit there. Who's He's not a half. Mm. We lost Troy Dargan, who was you know our number one half in cup yep. to an ACL. So, And then I think Cooper's only played one game with us when, you know, before the season started, everyone was sort of saying, oh, you, you'll have Cooper every game. What? We've now played 10 games and Cooper's played one. So mm. that shows you, you know, I guess the impact on of what's happened with um, both Schuster with injuries and the extracurricular stuff that's gone on. Mm. Um, yeah, just what you think is going to happen and where guys sit doesn't always eventuate. So No. Uh, yeah, Jacob Arthur's a huge, a huge in. I think more for the first grade side than yeah. Than for us, it was but naturally eight. it'll it'll just mean that you know eventually if, when everyone's fit, one of those one of those guys will come back to us and strengthen us up as well. Mm. Like it was it was a definitely a need, and I think they've got a good young player. Yeah, uh, offer him Gary mid year to the Eels. I think it's a great boy. Oh yeah, because honestly, this is yeah. and no offense. Like the Tigers are building nicely, and I get it if they're happy with a couple of other guys or there's been something's happened there. Because before Sheens and that got back in, he won their player of the year last year. He was playing 65, 70 minutes a game. He was their best player. And then they extended him for three years, and it's taken less than four months to kick him out. So something's gone off real quick. I, I don't know, yeah. Well, it's a change, completely change of regime, but mm. he's now out the door. I Not even I half think of it's it. a salary issue. Well, that's the thing. Like, his upgrade in the scheme of things that he got and what the cap is right now, I don't think that's that, that, that bad. Yeah. It's apparently 450, 500, and then the last year might be 550, 600. I don't think it's that bad at all, especially yeah. for your player of the year who was playing 65, 70 minutes in the middle. Still 26, 27, I think. He's playing Origin. I'm not saying he's at that form right now. The way he played last year, I think he was in that sort of vein if he got short in the middle. But for Parra, who lost the middle, they pick up someone of his ilk. If Campbell Gillard comes back in the fold, Lane's going to be out for a little bit. Madison, Hopgood, if you get all of them back on the field at the back end and they're playing well, that's a hell of a rotation. And Cartwright's been playing well for them as well. Yeah, Career best form. It's taken a decade to see it again, but well, yeah, I think that was a good mid-year pick-up. And Moses, it's only taken half a season again, but his deal's finally confirmed. So he's signed till 2028, and much like Brown, Brown's got options to continue longer into the deal. Moses is, is again, three years down the track. He has an option for two more years on top. So essentially, he can just jump straight back into the market. Um, risky, but see what happens. Canberra. Extensions for Albert Hopper-Wade for two years. He's been playing well. Good pickup. They took yeah, the risk. Strong against us on the weekend, mm. particularly out of yardage. Like he's big body, hard to handle. And he was young and had injuries at Manly. That's why they let him go. So Raiders took him on board, hoping he'd get healthy. And 
now that he has playing good footy. 100%. Yeah. They've extended Rapana for one more year, so he just keeps on going. Yeah. Um, and there's some talk. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but Broncos, Ethan Quayward, or Quayward, they reckon that the Bulldogs are going to get him immediately. He's an outside back, big boy. Been playing pretty well in Queensland Cup. He's been in their squad. Development deal, I think he's top 30 this year, but Dogs want him ASAP. So that should happen this week sometime, but we'll wait. So that, that's our set of six. Thank you to Sinclair Hyundai, keeping you moving. Toby and the team, corner of York Road, Bat Street, Penrith, SinclairHyundai.com.au. Visit them today or call 47600603. Uh, reviews of the games from the weekend, Panthers, Broncos. The scoreline didn't really reflect it in the end, but I thought it was pretty dominant by Penrith. It was. In particular, the job they did on their middle and how physical they were. They really slowed down what has been a bit of a juggernaut in that one-two punch. Like Carrigan was still fairly effective, but they they quietened down that go forward and just about anything they wanted to do in yardage yeah. more than any other team's done. Absolutely. There was a lot of strange decisions, and I know a lot of people are probably going, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about that? Try What about the Walsh thing? There was way too much to talk about out of that game, hmm. but there were some strange ones. Let's just leave it there. In particular, the knock-on where the head come through and it was caught a loose carry on Liam Martin. I think, well, that one just fucking baffled me. Yeah. That's not a knock-on at all. That's just a random moment where a bloke's fucking basically clean up the ball. He's had it just should have been play on. But a few of the other ones, people argue about the Sorensen pick. Like, I'm not gonna, not gonna argue. But plain and simple, I thought for the majority they controlled, they strangled, they did what they do best. Their back five again pulled a thousand plus meters. Edwards and all those lads were outstanding. They front-related in defense. There's not many stats I usually like to look at, but average set distances per game is usually one in the last few years I find interesting. Most of the time, it's only a couple of meters different, and it's usually low 40s. Penrith was 52 meters a set. Brisbane was 37. Huge. On average, most teams would make it 41, 42 a set when you look across the NRL website. So it shows, again, that what we talk about even when you watch Penrith all these times. They will cycle use their OBs to get their energy, save their forwards, kick down, and just bash you all game. And they slowly but surely eat you up in territory, wait for you to make a mistake or to put yourself in a bit of a hole. And even more this year, like we've talked about, as they learn with their attack, they've just leaned on their defense even more, which is the cornerstone of their success. Mm. And on top of that, good to see Cleary running. That was his best running game, I think, for the year. 27 runs the other night. A few times he got held up by three or four forwards and still had his legs pumping, scored a nice try. I feel like he's had his eyes on origin. I said it yeah. last, last week. He, he had a statement again the other night. Mm. Um, Dill, like you said again, certainly threw his hand up if we need him at any point. Um, Yo, the run-pass combination, and, and Martin coming on for them and playing that middle role this year. Probably the one thing I love about Penrith, just they're not unselfish. Like he could kick up a stink and want to be the back row, but off an injury and what they're probably lacking in the middle, missing Lenu does that role. He does that role really well. Yeah. For what they've got right now, it suits their team that he plays as the middle off the bench. It really does. So, uh, yeah, thought they were good and the, and the scoreline was a bit friendly. They left a lot of points on the table, if anything. Uh, but I think Brisbane, given that, did pretty well. Hold on. They had a couple of late opportunities that they were denied. Uh, missing Reynolds. Again, been a big, big sort of run. I guess the big question mark we have here is like we said, as these teams build into the season and they weren't as impacted by the World Cup or form or pre-season, they've now lost to Penrith, Storm, South, etc. and this sort of run here. So at the back end of the year again, or post-origin, are they going to be better against these tougher teams when it matters? 
Mm. It's all good to start the year on fire and lead, but it's only going to matter at the back end what they're doing. And let's hope that's uh, not a repeat of last year. I don't think it will be, but that's probably our only question marks and that little run they've just gone on. Agreed, mate. Yeah, mate. Mm. Uh, Dragons, mm. Roosters. This was an entertaining game of football. Crazy game of footy. 24-22. Um, certainly. Curry was going to break the glass. What's that? Kari was going to break the glass at the end of the oh, game. He's going to break it, all right. The changes paid off. Lomax back to the right. Suli back to the left. Locking Hunting at seven. Develon plays 80 at prop. Um, Sewell was back from an injury. Little was back in his rotation. Everyone did their job. Um, and I think... It's no, it's just the only thing that shits me though. And it's like, oh, it's a coach, it's this, that, the other. They were in every single game they played for the last six weeks, bar the one against the Cowboys. Yeah. They lost all those games by a point. Close margin. Two yeah. points, four points. I didn't think they stopped playing. But I think for them, it's not even just to say they coach, just the noise that was around the joint because of the piss poor handling by the club, which is what I said last week. I think the club brought this on themselves. Having all that lifted and having a young guy come in who can relate fairly well to the players, obviously, at this point in time. Probably just a week of relief, I guess, for a them to stop hearing all the noise. And they certainly showed it on the field. Absolutely. Uh, they are... Yeah, the game shouldn't have been that close, really. Nah. Probably yeah. credit to the Roosters for keeping that close, but yeah. I always felt like the Dragons were the better team and they deserve to win. Oh, 100%. And I think like, the Sully runaway early on is a really good confidence boost. Um, Hunt throwing that sort of dummy and getting Smith pulled out of shape when Sewer crashes over. Oh, sorry, he scored himself. That was one later on. Lomax to come back in after a bit of criticism. I'm happy to say I'm one of the people that thought he was playing awful. Played well. Shut down some good plays the other yeah, night. He, play well. he goal kicked well, which has been another thing he's been struggling with, and it was it was needed because that could have cost him the game. Yeah. He was good with the ball. He contested a couple of high balls. There's just a lot of effort stuff there, a lot of energy. Mm. Probably frustration too, but prove a point then. You've been playing first grade for long enough. Supposed to be a rep standard player. Mm. Play like one. You're getting paid like one, that's for sure. Yeah. So uh, it was good to see him deliver. Hunt delivers as he always does. But yeah, I think maybe just sort of, again, that lifting of weight as a whole, they all come together. Yeah. And DeBellin, I wouldn't say he's back to playing exactly where he was at origin, but he's back pretty playing pretty, pretty good football. 80 minutes in the middle, plenty of tackles, getting involved with that sort of link play that he was before, trying to help out a little bit. Um Overall, there's some real positives there from them and hopefully they can sort of maintain the rage. But, yeah, I think the big thing for them, they are, I would have been filthy if they lose that game in the fashion that seems so cruel and Radley gets three weeks after the game but didn't get binned at the time. And I know we don't want to go backwards, but there was two things across the week where if I'm a Warriors fan, again, I'm sitting here going, you've got to be fucking just joking. He throws a full-blooded headbutt after Sifakula barely yeah. grabbed a jersey. And then the other one was Kenny Bromwich following through with knuckles and an elbow bomb, and that couldn't even justify a bin. Yeah. And Sifakula grabbed Nathan Cleary. It's like, fuck, seriously. Yeah. It's, it's ordinary. There's, you're not going to get it. I oh, know. It's ordinary. It is really ordinary. You're not going to get it, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Roosters had that second half sort of surge like you talked about. Kiri got a moan on the inside shoulder. Brown, pretty good first up game for them. At least yeah. brought some energy, something they've been lacking. That little tip back in field to. Uh, Tedesco, who found Kiri, and it just seemed cruel in the end. But Teddy played his best game probably of the year. That one-on-one, very smart. Looked like they'd stolen it away. And one of those fucking miracle moments where you see where a kick goes up and 
tap back and a pass and then a second kick and the bounce just goes straight into Fino's lap and they ended up stealing it. Mm. You couldn't mm. write the script any better. We couldn't, no. So it's just one of those weeks. and Deserved win, I think. Yeah. Very deserved win. Deserved win for the team. For the Roosters, you're sort of in this hole again where you're like, where, where to from here? They lose. Back to the drawing board. Plenty of noise. Smith breaks his hand. Radley's now suspended for three weeks. Don't know if those guys are going to be yeah, back. Yeah, they've been tested. Collins into origin. Teddy into origin. So it's going to be a tough time of the year. Mm. Um, yeah, the pressure certainly doesn't go off. On the flip side for the Dragons, it's just a free swing for the rest of the year, really. I guess the only question there now is the noise around Riles not being as certain as what they'd hoped. So I don't know who's gotten to his head, but, you know, when Gus starts talking that it's not a certain thing and there's a bit of noise leaking and it's dragging out, you always start to see there's uh, fire. When there's smoke, there's fire sometimes. Yeah. Well, but the Roosters, no idea. the Roosters have already told him he can't be there next year after looking at this job, so... Yeah. Apparently they're looking at bringing Jake Friend in the mix as they've done with a lot of their ex-players. So, um, Get someone who hasn't coached before. Part of the sticking coach. point, I think, on the Riles thing and his management, they'll push him for five years, which is a lot. But I guess when you feel that a team's vulnerable and you want some security, you, if you're them, you'd certainly want some triggers if you go that route for years four and five or a cap payout or something like that. But apparently the issue that they're talking about now is the help around the football department and who's recruiting and who's doing all those things after what he's seen it. Melbourne and the Roosters that he feels that if he's got to handle all those sort of things as a rookie coach that it's going to be too much well, yeah, it's going to be and that's much. what happens when you take these sort yeah. of jobs which is why someone like a Fitzgibbon was smart to do what he did he moved at a specific time for a specific job seeing a roster that was on the up with plenty of good players and guys pushing in Yeah. so with that being said go back to where I started prior to this where it seemed like he was pushing for this and maybe he's got cold feet there's no guarantee Bellamy's gone in 12 months but if that's what you're looking for well, you might have to take the risk that you have to wait 12 months and hope that Bellamy does go if you're in line for yeah, that job. And, and that Melbourne deem you the best candidate. Because mm. be he's the, left. They've got other guys there. Seemed to be the way they were thinking. Yeah. But when they heard he was going to go for this, Bellamy certainly, with his comments yellowing, sounded like he'd endorse him if he was to move on. question is, he's willing to take the risk that Bellamy will go in 12 months. But who's to say that one of the assistants that are there now at Melbourne don't want the job? Oh, I'm not in disagreement with you, but mm. it did seem like that's the way they were talking. So, I don't know if his young bloke's got an interest or they'd put him there. Brentnell's been there forever. Yeah, I was talking more about Brentnell. Yeah. Mm. He's never really seemed to be mentioned in that light, which, again, I, I don't know. Mm. But I thought that was sort of interesting, that that's sort of starting to kind of creep out mm. after all the talk about five years and that. So, for the Dragons fans, we'll see how that one plays out for you guys in your coaching situation. Uh, Eels Souths. This was the closest to Eels of 2022. And the biggest sticking point was second phase. Yeah, it's best performance of the year by more. 18 offloads to five. You saw more we got used to saying last year. They beat him in the middle. They battered him. Greg has been really good since he's been in grade. Watching him in cup and even at points he got dropped to flag, I was like, man, I'm just not seeing it. I don't, I don't know, but once he started to get some opportunities. Yeah, he strips some weight. He's got his minutes up. He's yeah. playing good footy. Puts a den in. He's physical. He's big body. Good footwork. Can pass. Paulo. Yeah, 72 minutes in the front row. Yeah, it's incredible. Two hundred and ten meters, four offloads. Like when when the part when the offloads are back for power, they're playing footy. Yeah. And it brings their halves into the game. Both their halves are outstanding. Dill's been excellent for a month or so now, he's back to running. Mm. He had another good game the other night. But even Moses. There's games where you look at Moses and we've said Both taken on short sides as well, which yeah. I love. He was legit like a professional punter. He just kicks. The other night he was digging in. 
was two or three times there. He got in the line and threatened to run and created opportunities. And probably what summed everything up, the energy and effort for them that wasn't there probably the first few weeks is Brown chasing that Moses kick at the end. Centimeter perfect. Mm. But like Cartwright, like I said before, I can't believe the footy he's playing. It's like watching Cartwright 10 years ago. It's just yeah. sad that it's taken this long for him to realise his potential when some of his physical, some of the physical side of things is gone, just gone age. But he's playing really good football. Yeah, he's playing good. Their bench delivered. Uh, Hopgood, since he's been getting the minutes back in, probably what was more impressive for me here, they lose Davey five minutes in and then Maddo tore his calf and they lost Lane last week. So there's a lot of things going in South's favour. In the forward stocks. Agree. Yeah, uh, I agree. That, I, I just feel like South's were never in that game. I know they let up one point, I think, but... Yeah, they, they punched him in the mouth. Parramatta played like it meant more and they needed it more, which mm. was true, but... Yeah, it's a little bit of a worry if you're Jason Demetrio. Well, he said it in the press conference as much. It seemed like we didn't treat those two points as valuable as they did. Thought, Yeah, I, uh, that's a fair summation. And I think for them, they, they sort of went into autopilot. That late try at the back end of the half where Latrell Cody sort of tip, tip, tip to one another after Cartwright rushed up and then hit AJ to go in at half at 12-10, and then they come out and score that scrum play, which was a horrible miss, mm. um, where Campbell Graham goes through. At 16-12, it, it's almost seemed like they thought maybe it was just going to be automatic. But that's not the case. Um, Eels from there certainly lifted, and they found you know some good points. Cart- they went at Cody all night, which is you know a spot where you can definitely go out. Cartwright got over the top of him, running off Moses, which was a good lead line. The contest where they tapped it back. Paulo was in there again to Simonson, who had a big game. Dylan chasing through that kick in before you know it. They've just punched him in the mouth a few times and made it 30 to 16. And they capped it off at the end with Moses again digging into the line and that tip on to Penasini. But that 18 offloads to five was the closest thing to last year. Last year, they were the most or the second most along with Canberra playing off the back of the offload. And when they get that broken player and their halves get to start bouncing around and running and their forwards are popping in the football and playing off broken rocks. They can be very dangerous. And that was what we saw. Yeah. So good sign for Parra with your halves playing like that. And they're going to need to be good during this period. Because Paulo's in, Lane's out, Madison, I don't know how long now. Offhand Gary couldn't be any better timing. But if they can navigate this period, they can pull themselves right back into the mix in terms of finals. The hooker situation... I guess still isn't decided. There's that shared role, but I thought Hodgson even the other night when they were rolling looked a little bit better. Yeah, I, th- um, I thought so too. So yeah. some some positive signs there. And Seems to be trying to, like he's finding that mix between overplaying his hand and just mm. doing what the team needs him to do. Well, I think he probably realised the one thing that he didn't realise at Canberra, he's not the focal point and they've got two really good halves. So yeah. the one thing he does really well is his service is outstanding. Yeah, it is. Just get the ball there and maybe every now and then that left foot can come in handy. Mm. But they don't need you to create off the ruck with that forward pack. No. Just dish, feed the halves good footy and, and kick every so often. Um, I, I think the other one that's sort of there looking at it is they're in the market. And I can't really name names right now, but they're still trying to move and shake. So that one move there, that they're still out there looking for somebody. For a particular position, mm. so often Gow is a big in, but don't be surprised if there's something else that comes another one that might be impactful and lead to some a bit of a reshuffle or maybe something in their back line. So they're certainly not quitting on the season, that's for sure. And we move on from that one for South. So I guess that streak comes to an end. Origin wise, you'd sit there and go, "Well, that hurts a little bit," but I guess if there's anyone who'd be happy today that Cook didn't get in and Campbell Graham didn't get in, they took him back. It'd be Demetrio. Absolutely. 
leaves you in a probably a better spot than Much what you're hoping. Position. Mm. I know I don't think Tom's been named again this week, but if Tom comes back in the next couple of weeks as well, puts him in a much better position. And Kalam Matungi, I don't know how far away he is, but th- this could end up not being as bad a period as what they would have thought. Yeah. So, you know, got to take the good with the bad sometimes. Cowboy, oh, sorry, Sharks, Newcastle. I don't know. I, I This was another one for Cronulla where I thought they were good without being great. Yeah, always and in control though. Newcastle, similar deal again. Like Ponga gets knocked out three minutes into the game. And right there, I thought that probably... Stamped what exactly what we said early on for Slater and the selectors that if that's all it's going to take at this point in time, then you can't have it. Hmm. So this week he's flipped himself back into fullback. I don't know if that's going to make any difference. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But certainly in the front line, he's shown that if he's got to defend there, he's got issues. And people are going after him. Yeah, he copped, copped a fair bit of bruising on the weekend, didn't he? Mm. I saw a Kapoa's knocked him out. He's been knocked out. Like, he's three or four good knocks yeah. this year already. And he finished last year having a good break. Yeah, So absolutely. Six certainly isn't his bag. But what he does in attack and he come back on, God bless him, and set up a nice try. Jump that short side with the four on three. Bag, it's not my bag, baby. It's not my bag, baby. But overall, yeah, it's not great when you're getting carried every few weeks. It's not great, man. But Cronulla, yeah, you saw probably again what we've seen all year. Their setup plays, like their shift plays when they get going, they're just lovely to watch. They are. Kennedy is yeah. just quality. Such a good option for them. Like there's Hines and Moise, and they obviously do well off the back of it. But Kennedy's at a point now where he's just got it down to an art form. Yeah. Run threat, pass threat, summing things up nicely. Like he, he nine times out of ten, he gets it right. First one. Nice dummy on the outline, gets gag eye, burns him. Next time, they go for the hands, tee things up nicely, simple pass to Mulitalo. Third time, pops up off like a nice sweep shot from Moylan when they had no right, and he skids across like three players and just sets it up again. Um, under the high ball, quality. Not afraid to take a tough Gary. He's a really good footballer. Hines uh, had his hand and everything. Moylan had a pretty good day as well. They were never in doubt, were they? No, getting your welly back was handy. Nakora. I think it's been one of the best edges in the comp. And their back five is always good. Mm. Tracy, like we said, along with Trindle, they've got some of the best depth for key positions, along with Eero for fullback, centre-halves. He burned Gagai, turned him inside out. It wasn't a great day for him. Seven more misses. Uh, Miller, he's been pretty good. He's had a couple of average weeks, four drops. It was, yeah, it was a rough day. So It was. Their season. No contest, that one. Mm. Bit of a non-event, and for the fans up there, 30, for the fans, for the fans, they both completed low sixties and there was thirty errors, so it wasn't the cleanest game. It wasn't the greatest game, but watch, yeah, no. never in doubt for Cronulla. So should have probably, like we said, not dropped a couple of results and be clear first right now, but mm. still plenty of room for improvement. Let's put yeah. it that way. Uh, moving on from that one, Tigers Cowboys. I did not see this coming. Tigers outscored the Celtics sixty six. Insanity. Huge. I think the scarier part. Just how easy it was. Just yeah, the second half in particular, just some of it was comical. 
And the, and the worst part is they got when they scored a couple of their own, got it back to thirty six to eighteen. I'm like, you know what? It's not beyond the Tigers to blow this. <laughs> but when the thing when they got their foot back on the throat, it certainly didn't come off. I was more baffled in the way the Cowboys let it unfurl from there. Yeah, because when they pegged a few back, I was like, well, this could be an interesting finish. Might finish up thirty six. 28 or something along those lines but when, when it got ugly it got ugly but they, they seem to and there's not many times we say this massacre the Cowboys at Leichhardt even when Thurston played hence the famous the video continues Thurston the continues Thurston where's your Queensland spirit now you dickhead huh. if you haven't seen it google it it's all time yeah I don't know his name but just put Queensland spirit Thurston etc it's, it's all time but if I'm anyone I'm happy for, I'm happy for Luke Brooks. Because there's no one that's been shut on more. And for the wrong reasons. He's carried the brain of everything for that club. Absolutely. And at times, like I said, just wrongly bashed in a manner for everything. Doesn't matter what's going on. But he's playing some good footy the last few weeks. He's, things are starting to go the right direction. They're starting to get up to scratch with Arpy. They're playing off their middle, which is what they should be doing. He's bringing even the halves onto the ball. And then the run, their OBs, like there's a lot of potential in Tupa. Yeah, Buller, player, isn't he? Yep. Buller's physicality impressed me to set up what happens off it. Like he just got his body in between a few times and got some nice passes off, you know, his physicality. And to see that, along with what we talked about at Tupa and Toa, Toa was one of these kids coming through for Newcastle. Play, huge man. raps and surprised they let him go. And now he's playing center, not fullback. But he's another one you look at and go, if you get this right, Tigers, the next few years. And keep these guys. Yeah. Sort your spine out, and like we you know, they're, they're spent on their forwards, and they're a little bit older. But get a couple of those right, like a Bolle. Von Bolle is playing good footy. Like you are setting yourself up to go the right direction. Yeah. But just, just about making wise choices. That's hmm. all. And how you go from here. Like the offing guy, I'm not sure of, but clearly with what they've got in there and what they've got coming through, they're happy to let him go. Mm. But it's more just baffles me that it's only four months on from signing a three year extension. So something's definitely gone awry. But yeah, salary yeah. or maybe he just he doesn't want to be there for a rebuild. Two thousand three hundred meters to twelve hundred thirteen line breaks, fifty five busts. They made one hundred and ten extra tackles, twelve errors to four. I did, yeah, there's just a lot of positives out of here in terms of they were playing too sideways. They weren't playing off the middle. They weren't pushing up Arpy. There was no connection at all. The other night's the first time you've seen some genuine connection in how they wanted to play their football. That's true. Good out of the backfield, playing off RP, rolling through the middle. Bateman even looked like his old kooky self, a couple of weird short side plays and some strange offloads and just bouncing off one another. That's just what he brings to the team, though, mm. isn't he? And he, but he looked comfortable, like, you know, and everything working off RP, even at the end where Brooks was, like, pushing up off him and the way the forwards were going. Like, and that nice inside-outside play to Buller, but a different sort of version of it. Usually it's one pass across, one pass back, but RP drifts out, pulls both markers to the open side, tips back under, Brooks back across, and Buller punches through that hole. Um, it was the first time you sort of saw a little bit of what they've hopefully been working on come together. Mm-hmm. And not bad for them because there has been a little bit of noise still with them the last few weeks with Fulton. Talk about Sheen's not connecting to the players and he might be gone at the end of the year into a football role to let Benji take over a year earlier. I don't know about any of that, but there, there's some good signs in the last six weeks on the field. There is, yeah. So we'll see how things keep going for them. They're off the bottom anyway. Yeah, for the now. Uh, Storm Dolphins, I wasn't really impressed by this game at all, if I've been honest. Thought that few of the ex-Melbourne guys thought too much about playing their old teammates rather than focus on the game. 
Tequila Felice when took his brains out. Got his sledgehammer out and wrapped it around someone's face. Christian Walsh has three blokes on him. He's been held up in a tackle. And the only part of the body he could have hit that was available was his face. And that's what he decided to hit. He said, I'm sick of you acting like a smart-ass <laughs> Christian. So the funny thing is, I think they said there was a pre-season interview with Matty Johns and I. And he said, if when you play at Melbourne, who do you want to hit? And he's like, Christian Welsh. Well, you certainly did that, Felice. But you've also cost yourself an origin jersey. Hmm. So good work, mate. Come across and go from the old night stick in the head. Not very smart. Uh, the sin bin straight away. I must admit, they defended pretty well in the goal line. And man, Suncorp, it looks like shit at the moment. Yeah, it does. It is horrendous. But Melbourne eventually pulled them apart on that right side. From there, the rest of the half, you know, I thought they just had the better of the possession and the territory and sort of wore them. They, they did respond instantly when they got Azarka on that scrum play down the other end of the field. But uh, they caught Hamiso on the line when they rolled that kick through. And the other time was that combination between Katara and Hughes that's built nicely. He's used him on that lead line. Uh, he used him on that drop under. He offloaded one of the tries. He got Lamelo on the other side of it. And 24-4 at half time, it was basically over. The second half was pretty much garbage for 20 minutes with penalties and errors and a bit of exchange. But I think if you're Bellamy and he looked angry as all hell at the end of the game, which is rightfully so, they didn't score a second half point. Um, they were pretty underwhelming and they let him have a couple of late tries to make it seem like it was a game. He looked filthy. He looked like we lost. Yeah. He was so angry. I don't blame him, really. That's probably where they're at, though, aren't they? Like- well, it is. And in all honesty, like, you know, Harry started really well. I think he's been off for a few for weeks. I think Munster was good for a few weeks. He's been off. Hughes started the year terribly. He's slowly built up the last few weeks. Like, it's been really inconsistent, which is, the point I'm making before, if I'm looking at anyone, you talk about room to grow and no Pappenhausen and Nelson in and out and Tui in and out and growth in your back row. Tarek's still not even a part of it yet because they basically said he did no preseason, he's not fit. Still don't really know what they're going to be. Mm. And we're not going to know until that run home. But they've managed to get themselves to seven and four and I guess we push the wait and see until post-origin if they're healthy. That's exactly right. And this is one of the better years for them. They lost a lot of the Kiwi boys. Um, which certainly helped their representative period, but I think it's only Harry and Munster in. Well, it's a good result for Melbourne. I think, I think the hardest thing this year is we don't have the nine depth we've always had. And Pezzett, I think, busted his collarbone, I heard the other week. So in terms of what they do there without Pappenhausen, they're, they're going to have to come up with something for half a nine. Like yep. Garlic and Wishart might share the nine role, I guess. Uh, but what they do with Munster, I don't know if, if Pezzett's not available. Unless they look at bringing the young guy in, far logo, and putting him at fullback and moving Meany to six. But the way Meany's been playing at one at the moment, you're not going to disrupt that. You don't want to disrupt that. Um, but yeah, in terms of the other half option, I I don't really know. It, it might be a combination of Garlic and Wishart, which probably shows again. Without Pezzett, uh, just probably the lack of what they've got at nine this year. If Garlic's and it's him true. are your next best option, where we've had Smith, Harry... Cameron Smith, they've been really lucky at that role for a long period of time there. So, uh, but yeah, they get to keep all their forwards. So, a good one for them. But yeah, for the Dolphin side of things, I thought Azarco, Cody, probably their best players. They're He's forward. playing on real footy, Azarco. Yeah, Cody as well has actually been really good since he got back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their, their pack was a little bit underwhelming. You could probably see why in that game. I know Felice has been good, but you definitely see why they moved on from Jesse and Kenny hmm. without being too harsh. But yeah. Yeah, yeah go and get your money. Kenny got frustrated at the end there and probably should have gone to the bin, but... Should have, definitely. Yeah, going off what has been, but 
they're an interesting one, like we said, to lose Felice now. Gilbert goes in, Hamiso goes in. Uh, we've talked about it all year. Depth might be the difference between them being in the eight. So, big time. Wait and see. Dogs, Titans. The ultimate meltdown. The first half, Titans were rampant. They 65% of the ball. Tino's throwing offloads left, right and centre. Like he's a fucking tic-tac dispenser. You rolled upfield. Moiaki was good. Fafita treated Corey Riddell like a beaten post. <laughs> a couple of times. Um, probably should have banked more points, to be honest. Read Marnie's face from Tino's elbow. What do you think of that one? That, that caused a lot of argument. Mm. I didn't mind it. My only thing was, and I said this to one of my mates that messaged me straight away, I'm like, well, Jared's done that 500 times and not been suspended so did he raise it or was it there like I don't think he raised it to I'm, hit Mahoney he's pretty bloody short he leaned into him and he still got him dead so I don't think it was raised I think post game he actually said he he got his um, got in the wrong position so yeah Mahoney did he still shouldn't you know feel as though you're going to get bopped in the head like that no nah, but. but the biggest can of worms that one opens up is the one that everyone always brings up oh everyone says all the accountability is always in the defender but, you know, in attack, you can turn your shoulder to someone or you can drop your hip or you can use your elbow. Like, there's no attack on, no onus on the attacking player for the yeah. damage he creates. He's supposed to be the vulnerable one, obviously. Yeah. But this is the argument even the week before when Gus particularly went on a rant about Justin Ollum and they're saying, well, Walsh should be able to do that against Ollum because Ollum's the first one to turn his shoulder and head back in field to try and hit him to score the try. It's, it's just like, not a well, smart argument. Like, hmm. But, yeah. With the ball and without the ball are two different things. Yeah, and that's the argument people have had for a while. It should be accountable both ways. Well, if it was, there'd be a lot more penalties. No, I, I don't think you should be as accountable when you run on the ball. No, nah, neither do I. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and again, if you want to talk about consistency, you're not going to get it. No. Nah. 14 zip at half time, like we said, probably left a few points on the table. Uh, probably the one that really summed up was when Tino has three or four blokes on him and pops that offload to... Stimson, but I thought they did well to get in at 14-zip, to be honest, with all the possession. But probably the sadder part is exactly what happened at half-time. Darcy McDonald talks to Tino and says, you guys have had some second-half fade-outs. That's Obviously, happened. That's happened in a couple of games mm. this year. They've been interviewed at half-time. He said, literally, we don't want that to happen Four, again. Yeah. We need to lift and go to another level. And they come out and put the pumpkin on as well. They eh? That many penalties and piggybacks. Uncontested and, kicks. Oh, the Avarillo one, how he caught that on the run. That was a pearler. Shouldn't, he shouldn't have had a chance to. No, because someone else should have contested right. at least an error. And Can we catch the ball, please? That was a gift. Um, can't tackle, can't catch. No try on Alamotti. They dodged a bullet. And then again, like I said, they go through that sort of rough period where they cop back-to-back tries. And then Fafita throws a nice pass. He's done all year to Sammy. And at 18-12, you think, can we close this out? But Kraz again, uncontested grab on a bounce. Hmm. Goes and scores. Sammy and Kelly watch that one. Then just penalty. Liu has a penalty. Turner has a penalty. Dogs, two successful challenges. Did really well in critical moments. Well, they, yeah, they're important when you use them correctly. Aren't oh, they? yeah. They got two when they were going to lose the ball. Um, and then off the back of that, Ockenball just picks up that loose ball and that scramble and goes straight through the middle. He's playing good footy, Ockenball. Since he's gone to that position, yeah. And in the end, you guys got one last chance with a two-point field goal, but the second half was just another complete unraveling. Yeah. So, tossed a few games down the road. The Titans could have been probably eight wins at this point. Yeah, but instead they're five. Easily. So, uh, again, Tino was great, but a couple of moments there, and Fafita's been great all year. Campbell, Moiaki, it's always sort of the guys in your middle. 
Mm. Plenty of guys playing well, but yeah, the, the mm. difference between your best and worst football in-game, let alone game to game, it's way too far apart. Yeah. Uh, for the Bulldogs, obviously, Burton, second half, has a big impact on it. Avarillo, that grab was good. Preston's been really good all year, just getting through his work. He's obviously had some better weeks where he's bagged a couple of tries, but he's always busy. He is. Yeah. Um, and Pungai, I guess, convenient time, and they named him. He was 200-plus, four or five offloads, had a pretty good impact on the game, so... Um, if there was ever a time to do it when you got named, good mm. time to come up with that sort of performance. Mm. We'll see if it's justified or not. And the last one we've got here is Eagles camera, which again, when Tom drops that ball first up, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. It's going to be a bad day. They pummel him for a few sets. Whitehead walks through that space that I thought they were going to go out, and we talked about in the preview, Schuster and Ben. I thought this, this could be a long day, but that was it, essentially. Manly flipped it on him. Uh, I thought they punched him in the mouth. Tenula Paseca has had a really good year. Great year. He was outstanding through the middle. Um, the other thing as well, I guess for Canberra, and it's sort of been there, Manly really exposed that space between Fogarty and Tomoko. For as good as Tomoko is on the attacking side of football, those two together defensively is a bit iffy. And Whitehead's <laughs> obviously not the best mobility-wise at this point in time to come over and help. So that, that right edge probably got exposed a few times. Definitely. And the beauty of that, what shows up, which gives you the shits, and especially if you're Manly fans, it showed up the beauty of when you've got Schuster in good form and when he's fit. Because Schuster, as we talked about a few years ago, so big that when he digs in the line, you have to be accountable for him, but he's also got the run threat. But him digging and engaging, inside defenders come, outside defenders hold up or get a bit twitchy. He played short to Parker one time and completely isolated. He got them drifting sideways and dropped Tom under another time and he come back into a front row who wasn't tying in. Other time was the cutout pass um, and Turbo goes over in the corner because he gets a one-on-one because they hold up on him. Him and his best form physically when they're punching holes in the middle create so many problems for you on the edge because it's not normal for a bloody 5'8 to be the size of a front row or a back row, which he is, and have that sort of skill. But it shows why they're being so harsh on him and why they need him to be in shape and playing football. Correct. Especially, again, to justify your pay packet. You're a professional. And you are exactly right. Because when he's on, you just send on the weekend what he can do. And that's missing a lot of players still. Definitely. But he unlocked and freed up a lot of space for Turbo. That's why we saw the best of Turbo. And a lot of it come off Schuster. Because I know all the talk after it was Turbo. But I was watching that game going, mate, him on that left edge doing what he's doing has opened up everything. And that's the reason they picked him apart so many different ways. And then the one at the end that he got himself was just the gift of holding it like a tennis ball off the kick deflection. The skill of that man and his ability is oodles. It's just whether he chooses to utilize it or not. Mm. which is the one thing we talk about with a lot of these guys, sadly. I hope he doesn't piss it up the wall. But we're a couple of years in now, and I, you know, we need to see more, and consistently. Yeah. But he makes a huge difference when he's on the field. Big time. And playing good football. Yeah, he does. Um, and it allowed, like I said, a lot of what Turbo did, because he took so much accountability for those guys on the edge and what he can create and what he can hold up from just his physical presence. Yeah. And his skill set to go with that body. But, yeah, it was a good game for a lot of people. Cherry Evans is the other one who's been really good this year. Jake being back just toiling. Garrick's always busy. I think Bullimore's actually been pretty decent off the bench this year too. Very good player. Um, yeah. A guy that was very raw, and I'm surprised that Brisbane let him go. It wasn't the happiest of years last year, but this year he looks happy again, and he's playing some good footy. Mm. So some real positives there on what could be. Um, but the game did hurt, and the Zraboyevich curse continues with hamstrings. Benny busts his, so he's out for an extended period. 
Jake pushed it. Everyone was saying two weeks ago. He told Freddie he'd be back two weeks early to play for Origin. Now he's going to be up for six weeks. So that sort of backfired, unfortunately. Yeah, um, so they're both going to be out. And now, obviously, Tommy goes in. Cherry goes in. Um, so you're there more than me, but you certainly got some injuries, that's for sure. Definitely, yeah. yeah we've so. had injuries for probably a month now. Well-needed result given the time, though. Quieting things down for Seabold and the first-grade side. Yeah. Um, on the camera side of things, a bit of a reality check, I guess, after five close wins and a few that could have gone. Well, I think Manly lost three in a row and Canberra had won five in a row. So, mm. And a couple, we said a couple of close ones, but that was definitely a reality check. Eight tries, they got punched in the mouth. Yeah. Um, Hudson goes into origin now. Corey misses out. Like we said, those two guys that retired probably leaves them in a better spot or similar spot to what we thought. They'd be pretty unaffected. Mm. Um, and even if Jack and... Papa went in, they, they play limited minutes because of their roles. You, you, we would have thought they would have backed up or had a chance unless it was a buy-around, but now they're in an even better position. They've only got, they've got Harrower and Ira and a couple of options to play to cover that one spot. So um, Why this is not the greatest, I guess they go review the video. We've talked about it before. Defensively is where you can get them at Tomoko Fogarty Space in particular, uh, where they jagged him a few times. But, yeah, I, I think the harder thing for them is they got Souths this week. Um, who didn't get as many as what they thought, so that's not going to be a free run either. No. no. But I don't know what the rest of their origin drawers looks like, but we'll have a look afterwards. Um, but the last thing we're going to do that I forgot to do before is our power rankings. Thanks to the Penrose Solar Centre, Jake and the team there, there is no one better for quality solar solutions. Help them help you and your family put some money in your back pocket as a result of quality solar systems. Penrose Solar... Help you. Dot com dot au. 1800 The showroom at 138 Bat Street, Jamison Town. It's an absolute perler. The bloke, he's just got oodles. He wrote his bloody business name on the roof and panels. He's the Elon of Penrith. Good on you, Jake. Good on you, mate. But uh, power rankings, before we head into this sort of period, uh, Penrith, for me, what they did the other night, they've pushed back into number one. I'm with you. Uh, for me, still hold two off the back of that six-game winning streak and what they've been doing. But, yeah, similar deal. Obviously, uh, after a tough run, got jabbed in the mouth themselves and couldn't quite get off the canvas. But still going to get Kalamatungi back, get Burgess back. If they can navigate this period, they'll be in a good position. Uh, Number three, I'll leave the Broncos there for now. I've gone Cronulla. Okay. Yeah, and Broncos at four. I've got Storm at four. I know they're still ticking along. I know it hasn't been great, but I just think there's a lot more room for improvement. I've got Storm at five. I've got Sharks at five and more for what we said before. I think it's seven and four. They've disappointed me with a couple of the games they've dropped and similar. There's a lot more room for improvement. Um, six, it's sort of hard off the back I've of kept, I've kept the Dolphins there. I'll leave them there for now, but yeah, it, it would have been them on the Warriors, but I'll, I have the Warriors at seven. Yeah, me too. And then at eight, I'll leave Canberra off the back of a five-game winning streak. But no, I'm going to bump Manly into there. I'll, All right, they beat him on the weekend, so I'll put Manly in at eight. I'll leave him in, but yeah, I thought a uh, little bit disappointing. But what do you do off the back of a five-game win streak? We'll see how they go. That brought to you by the Penrose Solar Centre. Thank you, Jake and the crew there again. If you're looking for quality solar solutions, look no further than the Penrose Solar Centre. Um, and now. We've got those shortened rounds, so we'll have a look at these games and the odds with those lineups that are very interesting this week. And as far as Origin preview, we're thinking what we come back Sunday night, do a quick review of the round and preview Origin. 
Yeah. So there'll be a podcast. How many, how many games this round? Four? Five. Five. Oh, that's good. With the uh, adjusted because of the extra team. Sort of setup. And the team lists in the first game. And these odds, thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, make sure you do it with the true blue bookie. There is no one better. Visit the website or download the app today. And remember, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And the first one is the Dolphins and the Dragons, which is a toughie given who's out on the Dolphins' side of things. Mark Nichols returns, and he'll be a big addition considering they've lost Tom Gilbert to origin and Felice Cafusi got suspended as well as Hamiso, Ray Stone and Herman Essiesi are the others to move into the side for those changes. The bench now has Mason Teague and Valance Fare moves back in. And with that change, Cody Nicarima goes to fullback. Milford moves into 5-8. So it's a fair reshuffle for them in terms of spine positions and forward pack. You've now got Essiesi starting. Kenny's gone back to the back row, stone to lock, and it's a whole new bench, essentially, for them. Um, on the Dragon side of things, good win last week, but Ben Hunt, we know he's their most important player. He goes into camp. Sewer, after being outstanding, has a hamstring injury, so he's missing again. So Murdoch Masilla retains that starting role. Sullivan will start at halfback, and Blake Laurie busted a finger. So Francis Molo comes back in to play alongside Michael Molo and Mbai. Comes back to the bench with that change as well. So this is a tough one. I literally sat here early when it was at $3, I think it was, before the teams come out going, I like the Dragons without Hunt because the only player that needs to roll in is Sullivan and I thought that Gilbert's out and Felice is out and they're going to have to have a pretty light bench. But now that Sewer and Laurie are missing. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a real throw at the stumps. I'm so. going Dolphins. Who they got? Bird, Masilla, DeBellin, Moses. Yeah. My God, that's that's a hideous game. Mm. Katal, Milford. Yeah, all right. I'll go the Dolphins. Dolphins as well. But not a lot of bloody confidence. Look at that. I'll give you the tip. And let's look at the odds now with... Bluebet.com.au and it's Dolphins sponsored by Bluebet. Dollar fifty. Two sixty for the Dragons, minus five and a half the line there. So Yeah, I think that, that was a tough one. I was liking the Dragons, but those late changes make it a little more difficult. Friday night, one game, eight o'clock at Combank. It is the Parramatta Eels up against the Cowboys and they've got a swag of changes. Offer Hengawe immediately into the team after announcing his signing today. So he replaces Paulo, who goes into camp. Madison's calf and Davey out with that head knock. Matt Dury comes back into the back row. And Luca Moretti, the former rooster, is on the bench to make his NRL debut. So 1-7, to seven, they're pretty much the same. And they're going to lean on those halves. But Greg, Offer Hengawe and Hodgson in the front row. And your back row is now Cartwright, Dury, Hopgood with a bench of Makatoa, Ogden, Hands, and Moretti. Uh, for the Cowboys, there's a couple of debutants. So Zach Labert comes in along with Robert Derby, two guys through their system that have won Jersey flag comps the last few years. Uh, Derby has got wheels, absolute wheels. Labert, obviously the brother um, of, I can't think of the other Labert's first name, Kyle Labert, oh, yeah. who played halves and was very, very good for Papua New Guinea and 
I think he played first grade a handful of games a while back. Um, but yeah, a fair few changes for them there and their outside backs. Ben Hampton comes into the halves with Tom Dearden missing as well. Luciano Leilua again starting the back row with Lukey. Jake Granville is named to play at lock. Um, Finiaki, Fuaki is on the bench again and in their extended reserves this week. Tamalolo for the first time in Jersey's 22. Possible late inclusion, but I think with what we've seen from Cartwright, Greg, Hopgood, these sort of guys the last few weeks, I'm going to rely on those halves and the eels to still get the job done. Me too. Um, and it's in Sydney as well, so tough. Um, but the odds, massive favourites are the eels with bluebet.com.au. They're a nineteen. Cowboys 4.75, 14.5 is the start you can get there. Um, and the Warriors, uh, the first game on Saturday at 5.30, it's at Napier in New Zealand. they got the Broncos missing... A couple. Uh, they've got a few missing themselves, but a long way to debut after the way he played in Cup the last few years and in preseason. Luke Metcalf is coming in at 5'8 after returning in Cup and scoring a try the week before. Uh, Jackson Ford's also back after missing a week. And Wade Egan's out again. I'm not sure why, but Lussick comes in to fill that role. And Dylan Walker, I think I saw, is the other one who's not playing. He's out. So Metcalf's a handy in. Massive. In that regard, their back line, pretty settled. We know that Montoya and Pompey and all these guys have been doing a pretty good job this year. Johnson with Metcalf would be very interesting to watch. Metcalf's a live wire. Very good running game. And Fanua Blake, the job he's been doing along with Toe Harris. Um, their bench was better when it had Jazz and Dill, but Sirinan, Curran, Sifakula, Arlo, they've still got a pretty good bench. But you look on the other side for the Broncos, obviously... Big changes, Carrigan out, Haast out, Walsh out, Cobbo out, Flegler out. But the big thing there, you're taking away one of their best yardage players and three of their starting pack. Um, and Walsh has obviously been a key to their attack. So Tristan Saylor, after uh, a rough few years and playing really, really in cup apparently, he's getting a start at fullback. And Dane Marin, another young man with outstanding potential, he comes in to the wing. Kenan Palacio and Corey Jensen start in the front row. Uh, with the changes they've got there. Hetherington comes in the lock, so some pretty handy players. And the new bench, Xavier Willison and Brendan Piakura uh, come in, and they're hoping that Adam Reynolds is good to go. They've named him um, after that head knock and some issues, but they're going to wait and see. So with that, I think this is a gift for the Warriors. You're not going to get Brisbane missing those three guys in your forward pack. On top of that, Walsh. Um, it's in New Zealand. They're rested. There was a few guys for them that were busted. So if I'm the Warriors, I'd be looking to really take advantage of this this week. I think you're right. So looking at the odds for that one, we're both on the Warriors. We're bluebet.com.au. $1.45, I think, is pretty good odds still, considering who's missing. Uh, the Broncos, 275 minus 7.5, the line there. So I think I might... I don't know what the odds are because the bloke's been scoring like it's going out of fashion, but Fanua Blake's scored four of his last five. With that middle that's adjusted, mm. I don't know. If Metcalf's anything over $3, I'll probably have a pop of that, to be honest. But I like the Warriors this week. And the second Saturday game, good one, even with the players missing, is the Bunnies up against the Raiders. So for the Bunnies, we obviously know uh, Murray, Arrow, and Mitchell are missing, but Campbell Graham named after that withdrawal. Obviously, they haven't been training during the week, but he's been available for games. Uh, in terms of the back line, Taff. Goes into fullback. Other than that, their 1-7 to seven is the same. Totola is joined by Sele in the front row with Cook. 
Cheekham and Host still in the back row. Knight fills in at 13 for Murray. The bench, Shakai Mitchell returns from his foot injury and Talis Duncan has been named to make a debut along yeah. with Jed Cartwright and Saluka Fafita. Long time coming for Talis Duncan. Yep. And in their reserves, Kalam Matungi, Jersey 21, a possible late inclusion. Yeah. So would be good timing for them. Talis Duncan, highly touted, signed huge extension, I think, back in 2020 until 2025. So they had him locked up for multiple years on development and like three years of first grade. Big body, can play lock, can play back row. I think they even named him a hooker the other week, which I found strange, but hmm. his dad named him after Gordon Tallis and he's fairly aggressive for the young man. He's going to be a good player, I think, mm. but still developing. On the Raiders side of things, as we know, Hudson Young is the only one selected, but Elliot Whitehead, everyone was thinking it was strange today that he accepted a suspension instead of a fine. The reason they did that is because he's got a peck injury. So rather than costing him some cash, it's not going to matter because he's going to be out for four to six weeks, apparently. So they've lost both their back rowers. Um, with that, Corey Harawira Naira comes into the back row. Joe Tarpany moves back to lock, and Sami Solo comes in to play prop. Zach Wolford. Sami Solo. Sami Solo. Zach Wolford's back from a head knock, and it pushes Danny Levi to the reserves. And Nick Kotrick is back on the bench, and Matt Frawley is among the reserves. So, a few there that are a bit weird. Horsburgh's gone to the back row with Harawira Naira in that reshuffle. Their bench is still fairly strong. you got Mariota, Gula, Starling. How they use Kotrick's on that interests me. They just throw him out in the middle and let him run. He's a big body. But a bit weird there when you look at it, like he's not going to replace anyone in the back line, you wouldn't think. No. So they might just go, Nick, look at the size of you, mate. Go in the middle and just run. Run hard. Run, run, run. And defend him at back row, maybe, for Horsburg. I, I don't know. But he's certainly a rig. Well, you just take him and... If anyone's you know, seen him in real life... He's as an OB. He's a fairly impressive human being, Nick Cotrick. Yeah, he is. He's a bit of a specimen. Yeah. That's a tough one, that one. I had the unfortunate experience of coaching against him on the weekend. Mm. I... I'm going to go south. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think I'm still still on south, even with that bench. That'll be a game, that, because uh, yeah. neither team is impacted. You're going to get a bounce-back factor, oh, well, for sure, from The, the trail of Murray and Arrow is a fair impact. They've lost yeah. both their back yeah, rows. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a hefty impact, but I think this show is probably... I, I like Blake Taff. I really... I do too. Yeah. He's off contract. If there's someone out there looking for... A, he's going to be going somewhere else, definitely. Well, he's the other one I forgot. Yeah, he's been definitely. playing halves, has he? Or fullback in cup? Fullback. Yeah, that's probably why I missed it. Because I was going to say, if there's another guy who come through with Ilias, he played seven. He can play seven or one very well. Yeah. He won him a game single-handed the other week, playing half. Um, he's a good player. If you need a halfback or you need someone to play that sort of role, he'd be a great pickup. No doubt in my mind he'll be heading somewhere else. It'd be interesting to see where. But, yeah, I think I'll lean towards South. And the odds of this one, they're close with bluebet.com.au. South are $1.74. Raiders two ten. I think when I looked earlier, it was almost a pick em. So it swung a little bit. Uh, and minus 2.5 is the line at the moment. Where's that? Is that at Acor? Acor, yeah. All three grades Acor for Canberra. Mm-hmm. There you go. That is at Acor. Fair enough. And things wrap up Sunday, 4 p.m., at McDonald Jones, it is the Knights up against the Eagles. You're also heading up there for Cup yep. prior uh, for Newcastle. Frizzell, the only one that's out. Ponga, this whole experiment at 5'8", looks like it's over for the time being. He's gone back to fullback. Lachlan Miller's been dropped to the bench in Jersey 14. Tyson Gamble 
will partner Jackson Hastings in the halves and Adam Elliott moves into the starting side at lock. Jack John starts in the back row for Tyson Brazil. Very surprised, and we should have brought this up last week, that Dane Akafalao not getting a look in. Not at the moment. They brought him up there, old danger. Went up there, scored a double in his first game. Was with us at Mounties last year. Moved to North this year. Playing Quite really, well. really good footy. Yeah, really good footy. Thought yeah. they might have... Uh, he'll, he'll get his first grade debut. He shortly. should. Yeah. Certainly been playing I'm well, very huh? surprised he's not in the squad this week. Mm. And Particularly for, when you're going to move him up there and sign him. Oh, yeah. And for Manly, a swag of changes. All through Trebovich is out. Ben out with the hamstring. Jake out with the calf. Turbo into origin. DCE into origin. An absolute swag of changes. So Weeks has been named at one. Uh, wings and centers still the same. Cooper Johns goes into seven to join Schuster. Toff Sipley is back from suspension. He's in the front row of Paseca and Croker at nine. Samuel Afanu starts in the back row with Amoli. Kepi at lock, and the bench is Bullimore, Condon, who scored on debut in his limited time last week, Lawton, who popped his shoulder, so that one's interesting, and Tui Pilotu, the winger. So that one doesn't make sense to me. I think there might be a late change, but the extended bench is Boyle, Arthur, Matto getting a look in, about time, Kim Chen Kontong, and Harper. So looking at that, you know better than me, but obviously you can't say anything, but I, I, my opinion is that Tui Pilotu won't be playing. I don't understand why you carry a winger on the bench. Unless you've got an injury in your OBs. Who's, or, who are they naming the OBs? Well, that's my only other thing. Unless Garrett goes to fullback and Weeks goes back as a utility. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts there. Yeah, I'm just saying it's a bit odd. Mm. But I don't think they'll push Boyle up. Um, I reckon it'd be a good week to debut Matter if I was being honest. Semirola's still only young in the back row. Gives you another middle sort of option. Mm. Can play in the halves, can play multiple positions. I don't. Know. I'd love to see him debut. I wouldn't be carrying a winger. Into I like to play but I like him if he starts, not if he's. We well, played played eighty with us on the weekend. Mm. So they're obviously got some issues with middles. Toff comeback certainly helps timing wise. Massive. Because still missing some forwards. Massive. Um, Kelmer's obviously missing. Alloy's missing. Woods is missing. So, and then you take out the, both the Travoyevich brothers on top of that. Some uh, some troops missing. This one. I still think it's a tough game, but for Newcastle to only lose Frizzell and to be playing at home, I think they need to respond. So I'm going to go the Knights, but with not much confidence. I think the biggest one for me is when Cherry Evans is not there to kick control and steer. What he does is very underrated. Turbo hasn't been playing well enough this year, bar last week. So who have Newcastle lost? Just Frizzell. Just Frizzell. Yeah, I'll go Newcastle. So I think for them... A lot more stable and at home. Yeah, different beasts. Whereas here, like we said, you've taken out the num- the most reliable part of your team in Cherry Evans, who kicks, controls, steers, organises a lot. Schuster, not really his sort of bag. Cooper has to do that. No turbo at the back. Weeks has still only played a handful of games in his actual role of fullback. Um, and then you look at the way that bench is made up. Mm. And Lawton with that shoulder, that's another one. Like, it could be no Lawton or two, but I don't know. But... That second dislocation wasn't great. And the odds reflected with bluebet.com.au. The Knights are $1.34. Manly, three twenty-five. Outsiders, minus 8.5 is the line there. And I think it'd only be right that while we're here, we look at the origin odds for now. And for now, New South Wales are $1.70 favourite. The Maroons are $2.15. Minus 2.5 is the line. 
for me, this is a one to twelve game. I know I always say that for Origin, but three twenty five, Queensland three dollars, New South Wales anytime try scorer. I love the twelve score in Origin. Like it's been Gagai on that edge. Now it's going to be Hamiso two sixty three at the moment. I'll take a big piece of that. I like that action. Anyone else uh, that I'd be interested in? I reckon Walsh wouldn't be bad value on debut, the way he gets on those edges if they find him some space. 350. 350 yeah. So they're probably my two favourites that I look at right now. If you like back rowers, which we usually do on Origin, Hudson Young, $5. Fafita, $4. But that market surprise you that we're the favourites? What's the difference again? Dollar seventy New South Wales, two fifteen Queensland. Yeah. Yeah, the match, no surprise. It's always well, I'd honestly have it a dollar ninety. Yeah, I'd I'd be picking. I even know I slightly favour Queensland, but it's a neutral venue. Mm. Um Cleary the favourite for me of the match, five fifty. Teddy six fifty. Munster six fifty. Latrell at twelve. Um I think again, sneaky value if it's a tight game. Someone like Cherry at fifteen bucks or Walsh at fifteen bucks. Don't know if I'd be going Munster or Latrell or Teddy at this point in time. Clear is always your obvious one. But my value pick if you like Queens like we sort of said, fifteen dollars a piece for Cherry or Walsh. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. So there you go. There's some odds thanks to bluebet.com.au for the origin coming up this week. And those games for the shortened round, we'll see how those play out. But there's a couple that could matter. It's a real good chance for the Eels to get another win. For the Dolphins, it's an important one. Being in that log jam with the players they're missing. The Warriors, good chance to make a move. For South and Canberra, it's a big game with who they're missing to be playing each other at this time. Um, and for Manly, similar deal. Like they lose a lot of troops, but if they could somehow pull that one out of their backside with the players they've got out, um, they'd, they'd certainly be happy with that, surely. But, yeah, interesting, that one. And also a reminder for NRL games, the six-point early payout with bluebet.com.au. For games in this round, they'll pay you out in a head-to-head result if your bet with your team leads by six or more at halftime, get paid out, win or lose, if you lead by six or more at halftime, up to $100 maximum. And remember... What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Here we go. Another week in the books, Boxhead. Mm. Mm. But Kenty supposed to be a role model. Those videos are too good. Outstanding. They are very, very good. Uh, the event, we talked about it again. There's almost up to 50 people now that have either hit their going or they're interested. Good. So, if if you know closer to, please see you going. Try to clarify. Just short it out, mate. Because I still don't. You've spoke to the boys more than I have, sort of what the the deal is. But you know, it'd be nice to have a, a better idea of numbers, mate, for squinners for Origin. Mm. So if you're on there and you're interested, if you know what you're going to be doing, it's all, uh, basically a week away now. Hit going. If you haven't heard about this yet and you're still listening at the back end when we gibber and people seem to enjoy that, where have you been? We'll have to post it on the page been, a couple more times on the lead-in. Um, but, yeah, if it's on your radar, hit the button. Get on board. Mm. Hopefully it'll be a good time. And we'll be back Sunday night, as we said. When the round concludes, we'll 
do a quick review of the short round and we'll preview Origin 1 in depth. So that's out a couple of days beforehand and then we'll be back Thursday, day after Origin, to review Game 1 and do a preview of the round after that with the players backing up, etc. Just tips and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but you're, as you said, Newcastle this week. Is that TV or New South Wales TV or nothing? It's only one Sunday game. I don't know. So I don't sh- think it is New South Wales to probably TV. Well, I only wondered because, again, it's no Sunday game. So I thought you might be Fox. No, you're no, not. No, we're not Fox still. No. So who's on Fox this week? They've got New South Wales Rugby League, one o'clock game. There you go. So that's Dragons West. They're doing a Fox Must game? Must be the Canberra South game. Down it's not there. a Fox game either. No, that's it. Just one game. Uh, no, that's, that can't be right. I thought there was always one on Fox. There is always one on Fox. Well, they usually they put it next to it, don't they? Let's have a little look here, mate. On Where's the, the logo, mate? On the Fox. Track. They usually put it next to it. They might be having a little rethink, mate. Mm. Mm. Uh, if you've got nothing else to do on, on Saturday and you're interested, I've got a cracking matchup this weekend. The two powerhouses from the Bulldogs district for our under-16s. Central West Conference between Parra and the Bulldogs districts. We got St. Christopher's versus the Chester Hill Hornets. They were both right up the top last year. I think Chester Hill was in the grand final. Chrissy's was in the final three. Lots of guys that have played mats for the doggies and they're going to be in their squads moving forward. And obviously they won mats this year. So mm. going to be some good players there. That's 5pm on the Parramatta Eels Junior Rugby League Facebook page or YouTube channel. Yeah, no cup game on TV this week. I was right. So, yeah, they don't have it marked on here. That's what I was looking for. It. That's interesting. For a short round, not to be showing more football. That is strange. That always disappoints me. Oh, mm. There you go. Where's the Warriors game? Warriors, New Zealand. Sunday, yeah. Why wouldn't that game be on? Fox Tour. Don't know. That's 11.30 on 11:30 Sunday. 11.30 on Sunday. The NRL team's playing Saturday, didn't I say? Yeah. Again, doesn't make much sense. And that's at a different stadium as well. Go Media Stadium in Auckland, the other one's in Napier. Oh, okay, well, there you go. So, yeah. two different venues. Mm. Thought you would add a leading game. Yeah. Maybe the field's not up to it, I don't know. Don't know much about Napier. Surprised the, they didn't flip the um, cup game. South Raiders, like when we played, Flag played after us, mm. we played first. So they get it on TV, Flag played after us. So. Anyway, uh-huh. Matt. Anything else going on, mate? No. No TV, no movies, nothing one this more, week. One more to go of Succession. One more episode. Yeah. Season finale next week. Oh, is it still getting released week to week? Yep. Oh, I've already... I started watching Power, um, the Tariq one. Third season? Yeah, the current season. I'm up to date with that. So, yeah, um, It's annoying me. I think I'm six, six in. I miss like. Tommy. Yeah. There's no better character on that than Tommy. Tommy's the man. Tom Egan. Tom Egan. The other one was Yellowstone. I said I was right in. It's starting to lose me. Yeah, because you're an idiot. I'm getting near the end of the third. Rip's not killing anyone. Some bloody stock mob have come in like I'm just like this just gets bigger and more unrealistic at the time that's great I love it Jamie's losing his shit it's just like Jamie's just a loser yeah 
Oh, I don't know. There's oh. blokes that just they just don't know how to win at life. He's one of them. <laughs> um, like, mate, you just need to. It's getting a bit shaky for me. That's all. It's getting a bit shaky, is it, mate? It's just like I really like Rip, and now Rip's just talking about marriage and all the good stuff. I'm like, I want the old Rip back. I want Rip who's putting bulls in the bars and yeah, just punching everyone in the face. Just being he, a, he comes back. Don't just being a straight up bad egg. He comes back, mate. And then they dug Walker up from nowhere. And I'm just like, where'd you come from? Tell you who I really like. I like Lloyd. Lloyd's a king. Love Lloyd. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah. It's like, come on, Lloyd. Is Jimmy with his hot, hot girl? Yeah, not as hot as the other one. There's just getting around with everybody. Laramie or whatever her name was. She's into Lloyd, then Walker's back, then she's into Walker. Um, the barrel races. Yeah. Barrel racing. Yeah. Beth's crazy. Jamie's crazy. They're all crazy. Straight up nuts. Mm. Mm. But I have to get back on this succession bandwagon. Yeah, you do. I watched those few episodes, like I said. You just sort it out. Casey was on board. So, it'll just be me on me, Pat Malone. She needs to have a little bit of a think, Matt. Was that Murder Murders worth watching? Which one? The Murder Murders. The one I was walked in when you were watching it last uh, week. It was weird when I was watching it with you. Yeah. Sort of had me a little bit. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of interested to see what happens here, mate. Yeah, no, it was... Yeah, not great. It's sketch. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, just bad, bad humans. Great. Bad humans. I really want to see. You tell what I want to see. You know, you just come out, obviously. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, the new one. Over Christmas. Yeah. The last two Christmases when I've had a week or two when you just have those few days doing nothing. Mm. I never watched any of the Marvel movies, ever. So I got on board and watched them in order. Really enjoyed them all. Disappointed I didn't yeah. see Endgame or any of that stuff in the cinema after I saw it on TV. We saw Endgame in cinema. Damn it. I was like, that was just, awesome. Like we just watched it for Endgame. But because I left it so late, all these other movies were coming out, you know, prequels and spin-offs, yeah. and some of them were good. Like, I got to watch the extra Thor movies and all this, but I don't think there's anyone who's made me laugh more than the Guardians of the Galaxy. The latest Thor one's good. Love and Thunder or whatever it's called. Yeah. It left me a little bit underwhelmed. Oh, I liked it. But I loved Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. I reckon that crew as a whole is hilarious. So when I saw a third one, I was like, that's good. I want to go mm. see that. Chris Pratt's good. Yeah, I but want to go see it as well. There was another movie out, actually, at the moment. I can't think. I missed Ant-Man. I liked Ant-Man, just because I like Paul Rudd. But there was something else in the cinemas. It's... I don't know. It skipped my mind now, mate. I can't think. It'll come back to me. I don't know. Actually, no. No, it won't. I'm gone. I'm gone. You've lost me. Um... We talked about air last week. Because you are the premiership. Premiership. He was on earlier. They are in the PCYC, big in case things go down like they did last year. Tino and Gagai on Burton. It's like, Jimmy, who's going to fucking throw a punch, mate? Seriously. Think about what you're saying. Yeah, honestly. You're a mock. There's no punches, can No one's going to fucking throw a punch, mate. Oh, that was the other one I was about to talk about. You want to what? talk about the most ridiculous thing of all? Fast and Furious 10. Great. I saw the ad, I was like, how long can this go for? Vin Diesel, the first movie came out, I think, when I was 10 or 11. Yeah, I was in, oh. I was 15, I think, 16. And that was a different director, and then he's just taken it somewhere else. Mm. And they've gone John Cena in there, and Statham, and now they've got bloody Marmor, Aquaman. Good. 
I'm like, this just got... They went to space in the last one. It was out of control. They duct taped up some shitty helmets in a car and went to space. I thought it was ridiculous when they were on the never-ending runway and the fucking plane would never get off the ground and then they had the bloody submarine that they hijacked come to the ground, but Fast and Furious went to space. All right. <laughs> That's when you know shit's getting out of control. Yeah, mate. And then the rock spin off when he's holding a helicopter by chains. I was like, this is just fucking almost to a point. A bit like I said last week about that's my boy. It's almost so bad that it's good because you're watching it going, who the fuck come up with this? Honestly. Yeah. What were you thinking in the writer's room when you were like, you know what would be a good idea? I've got, I've got a good one. Question. Have you seen Barry with Bill Hader? No. Good show. No, Weird, uh, lots of seasons. It's big in America. Just started it. It's good. No. Bill Hader, a very funny man. Just power this week. Been into power. Mm. That's all, mate. The F1's got canned on the weekend because of the Imola. Got flooded. So no F1's yesterday, which was a little bit disappointing, mate. Yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. Got flooded. Monaco this week, I think. Which... Everything but the race will be good. Mon- Monaco to overtake. Oh, Monaco is basically whoever's in first. As long as you don't crash your home, Pretty or when you pit. Other than that, yeah, you're right. Just a bunch of rich people hanging out. It's great, staring. What? But mm. you are not the father. You've dropped Maury. Maury. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Mm. Mm. Speaking of people like Maury, Jerry Springer. He went a couple of weeks ago. Did he? Jerry. Did he kick Jerry. the bucket? Jerry. He's gone. That's no good. Some funny activity on that back in the day. That's no good. Oh, yeah. It used to be a staple. Fox 8. Boom. Straight Get that on. It used to be Jerry Steve. Springer, 3.30. Steve. Steve. Into um, the WWE at 4.30. See? You know better than I do. Yeah, mate. Yeah, Jerry. No, Jerry kicked the bucket the other week. Really? How old was he? Because I laughed because someone on the radio bugged it up. They told someone they could do a read and they're like, yeah, no, Jerry Seinfeld died. And everyone was like, what? And Jerry Seinfeld's dead. Oh, like, no, no sorry, wait, sorry. Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. I'm sorry. Just, so, I've been hiding under the doona. They've <laughs> been hiding under the doona on this one. Mm. Boston Celtics are stinking the joint up. That's shit. What about, yeah. For the final series, there's been all these seven-game and six-game series and it's all been tight. Denver Both- swept. Both the conference finals just been absolute beatdowns. Yeah. So are we gone, skis? When's the next Celtics game? Tomorrow. Oh, and three. We lost both games at TD Garden too, didn't we? Yeah. So this one's in Miami again? We're no good, mate. Yeah, we're, we're over. We're gone. Who would you take, Denver or Miami? I like Miami. I think they're very well coached. Very well coached. We only said the other week. Spolster's been there forever. Got no credit when they had the big three, but they've been around since then. Hmm. You know, any iteration or any new form. They just seem to just hang around. Every year when they're not... They're like Melbourne at the moment. Even when they haven't been, like, the greatest of sides, they're always in the playoffs and they're always good nuisance value. Always hanging around. So, and then, like, yeah, Butler. Before the premiership. Butler was a, pr- a problem everywhere else, not there. Larry wasn't really that appreciated. He's been good there. They picked up a couple of undrafted guys or some draft picks that people didn't appreciate, and it's been good. Yeah. They're just sort of that team. Chilling? Mm. Mm. Yeah, good, mate. But uh, on the other side, you got the old Joker. And Jamal Murray's playing well. That'd be a good series, actually. Probably appropriate. Well, we're not we're not out yet, but 
we're close. Nah, but to be down three zip in the way we've played. Yeah, tomorrow ten thirty. I'd say we're screwed. Can't see us reeling off four in a row against them. No. I can. I can. But it's they're, they're not a team that's going to give up four. I can, but it's very unlikely. Yeah, I, I'd say we're an absolute snowflakes, chance in hell. Oh, but you know, dims the brakes. Unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah, you just yeah, no good, mate. And how long away from the NFL? How long away? We're months, aren't we? That's the thing. The two draft, months. the draft happens, and then they don't play till August. Mm, two months. What's it now? Late May, June. Usually, July. my birthday weekend is the first weekend of the preseason. Okay, it's about ten weeks. That won't. Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah, know about that. I don't have high hopes this year. Neither, neither would you. I'm assuming. I don't know. You guys can't tackle, and we can't score. We have opposite issues. Yeah, I honestly don't know. We can pick a fifth-round cornerback and turn him into an $80 million player, but we cannot throw the football. I don't know how we're going to go, mate. You should probably be like the Titans. You'll score a million points, but you won't be able to stop them. Yep. Probably. You've got a bunch of running backs, receivers, tight ends. See the New South Wales Rugby League ladder. Mm. New South Wales Cup ladder, you can take boys out. Well, I pressed that before in the NRL ladder. It took the column for boys out, but it didn't adjust the points. Hmm. Mm. So I didn't actually adjust the ladder to the real ladder. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, this hasn't done that either. Because mm. I thought the same thing. I was like, yes, I found a way. Because you used to be able to click the columns. And it would just sort it by wins. Mm. But when it didn't happen, I was like, oh, well. That's a bit of a letdown. Who's leading cup just quietly? I haven't really looked this year. The Bears. The Bears. Nine and two of the Bears. That isn't that funny. They feed the Roosters still technically, don't they? I know this they, year they They've got do. their own team. Are they getting much back? Yeah. They're getting the cream of the crop pack. So they're still getting good players and they obviously bought their own players. Yep. So, well, so where are the Warriors? The Warriors were good when I watched Seven you. wins. So if they get a few more players back, they should be right up there. Yeah. Bears, nine wins. Jets, Warriors, Bulldogs, seven wins. Raiders, Panthers, six wins. Eels, six wins. Magpies, five wins. Us and the Dragons, four. Rabbitohs, four. Roosters, two. Knights, one. Because, yeah, on the real NRL ladder... The We've had two buyers, so that sort of pads our position on the ladder a little bit. We're seventh, but we're two wins behind fifth and sixth. Hmm. Well, the NRL but they ladder. haven't had a buy, obviously, so they'll have a buy when we hopefully have a win and that'll even that number up. Yeah, the NRL ladder you were talking about, for that reason, the two real teams in one and two are Brisbane and South, who so haven't had a buy yet. Well, Bulldogs have had... Yeah, Bulldogs have had seven wins, two draws. See, Cups, there's been a lot of draws in Cup. Mm. Us and the Jets. Well, you don't have Golden Point, obviously. Yeah, so. Warriors have had one. Dogs have had two. Raiders have had one. But looking at this. Eels won. Dragons won. So. Two of the teams on top haven't had a buy yet, and they don't have a buy this week either. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which is strange. So, the, you know, if you're Brisbane and you're South, who are eight and four without a buy, heading into Origin, losing players, mm. and you don't have a buy. Yeah, I know you don't plan at the start of the year. They're the two they are going to be there. But I think you can see every year that Brisbane's going to miss Origin players regardless. Just so we've had are. we've had two buys in New South Wales Cup. The Eels still haven't had a buy. And the Bulldogs still haven't had a buy. It's ridiculous. Mm. Bulldogs have got a buy this week. So that'll put them on one. And the Eels still won't have had a buy. Well, Eels-Cowboys play this week. They haven't had a buy. Bulldogs have their first buy. Just piss the buy points off. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you're telling me what I said a million years ago. 
It's dumb because it ruins the ladder. It is. It makes no sense. Stupid. It's like in the NFL, they all get a blow it. They get no points for it. Simple. It's what your record is. Well, yeah, but the NRA, uh, the NFL is based on record. It's not based on... Yeah, I know, but they don't get anything for their bite. They have a bite week. Yeah. Same point. But, all right. Sunday, you'll be in Newcastle. Sunday, Newcastle, yeah. Two o'clock or one thirty. One thirty-five, I think the game is. There you go. So it's not broadcast, unfortunately. So New South Wales Rugby League TV's got the one o'clock game. Mm. Uh, we'll have that live stream Saturday. For anyone who's a Bulldogs fan of some of your juniors, St. Chrissy's versus Chester Hill. And other than that, this time next week, Origin. But we'll be back Sunday to preview that game in depth, review the shortened NRL round. Thank you to the Penrith Soul Centre. Thank you to Sinclair Hyundai. And thank you to bluebet.com.au. Let's hopefully add some cash for our charity account this week. And otherwise, Boxhead, have a good one. And I'll see you on Sunday. For everyone else, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? <laughs>